Manassas. That table is positioned. Rejects, bloody, anarchy, bloodied. Ace Rockwell at the feet of Sean Tempers. Shadow Jackson. Wait a minute. Nutshot tank. Nemesis clawing his way up. Shadow Jackson climbing the cage to get to his partner. Shadow Jackson has got him. The Urban Assault Squad has the psycho. Russian oh, oh, leg sweep. My God almighty. Come on, guys. We got to do it now. We got to do it now. Iceberg heading up top himself. Slip J fighting the 600-pound altar of human mutilation. Rockwell follows him up. Oh, my God! Oh, my God! Have you ever seen anything so amazing in your life? As God is my witness, this has been one of the most brutal situations and one of the most amazing nights in my career. If I die tomorrow, I've seen it all. A 600-pound man has just been superplexed. Everyone is down. The only person in the ring on his feet is a the first time I ever heard the word terabyte was in the context of a dude I knew on the from the Roofless Forum for Roofless Reviews, where he just He's like younger than me, maybe at the time. Like, and I was like, or he was like slightly older than me, and I was like the youngest person on the forum. And he just had a terabyte of porn. Those are the data hogs. You know, I mean, it's possible. Like, if you download high quality shit, like, yeah, like that's that's the thing, right? Is if you're downloading, say, what, how long is it? Like, a, your average like professionally shot scene, it's like thirty to forty minutes probably. And if you download that in like 1080p or God forbid 4K, you are looking at like. 10 gigs on 4k for that this is true but it was also like this was like 15 years ago (laughs) yes it was like a long time ago that's some sick shit then that's that man had a sickness uh not not to kink shame but uh well i mean he did to data shame uh, he became a uh a serial killer trump voter because of his content because of his hatred for his awful black stepfather so yeah wow that's you know what is motive you know it's just yes. it, it taps into something that was always there um yeah well welcome to wrestling is gross <laughs> welcome to wrestling is gross everybody uh with 33 we in 32 what fucking i goddamn don't call does, it, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter uh i have it written down as 32 episode 32 um on pace right now to hit uh 12 episodes in the year of <laughs> the year of 2020 um no i got we got uh, we got coronavirus. Um, yeah, is basically it's, what happened. It's bad. It's bad, folks. Yeah, don't you hear? Yeah, it's like so. That's the thing is like I all joking aside, my wife and I could not get tested, but my wife um, started telling me around the seventeenth that she had it. We're recording this on uh, April eleventh, 
that yeah. she was concerned she had it. And, you know, we both were just like, well, you know, it's, what are the chances of that? There's like three confirmed cases in the county. Like, so, you know, we do all the things. You call the hotline, you know, the local county hotline, and they ask you all the questions, pre-existing conditions, and what, how old are you, you know? Like, have you been in contact with anybody who's in, like, n- no, nobody's confirmed. Nobody's fucking confirmed because you don't have any tests. Yes. Um, so we went through the whole fucking thing. We sent her to, she went to a prompt care doctor because uh, we don't have primary care physicians because we're not, you know, we don't make 150000 or more a year. Nobody has a primary care physician. Um, yes, I technically have a primary care physician. <clears throat> I've never seen. I've never <laughs> seen them. I've gone to this uh, clinic several times. I don't think that doctor has ever been there at the same time I have. Nice. There's the one doctor and just a bunch of nurse practitioners. It's just one of those Indian guys who writes fucking scripts for Xanax. <laughs> it's just like, here you go. Yeah. And then you have to you have to uh, take it to a pharmacy that's like specifically on one part of town, like because <laughs> oh, they won't yeah. they won't take it at Walgreens. Um, yeah. So she, my wife had a horrible thing. Um, I got it. I got like my symptoms were not nearly as bad. Uh, neither of us were able to get tested. I ended up going to a prompt care. I got like an albuterol inhaler, um, which was helpful for like the, the 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 feeling of your lungs not being able to take in. They take in like 10, 20% of the amount of air that you could normally take in. Um, we had a real bad night. My wife thought she was going to go to the hospital. That same day, my son woke up with 102.7 degree fever. And, you know, like none of us got tested. None of us could get tested. So... There's no like validation that's like yes you had the thing like there's no way to be like so I, I I've been off at work since uh, fuck what it was like March 24th was my last day at work I've been yes. off at work almost three full weeks um, and I went in last Sunday and they sent me home because I had a 99.1 fever and they they said that's too much of a risk um, so I just was like fuck it I'll just take the I'll take the sick pay and take the fucking full week even though I'm dying at home and just it's been hell. It has been hell. Um, so this this episode was supposed to happen two weeks ago, and now it's finally happening. Um, how is your how is your COVID nineteen experience been? Okay, so now let's address some comments I made on our previous episode. <laughs> okay, well here's the thing. Now somehow, despite everything I know about every capitalist government in the world, I was kind of thinking that you know. It wasn't that they'd have a plan. It was just to kind of work itself out. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's the <laughs> flu in that it'll kind of be around forever, but it won't be that bad. It'll just become the flu. Here, but also, there's no fucking vaccine, and nobody has any fucking plans. And I mean, like, who, like, oh, our president, uh, uh fucking Mo Sislak, fucking governor <laughs> of New York, this fucking asshole. Like, that's like the guy with the best response, where there are more, uh, conf- there are yeah. more ca- deaths in that country, there are more cases. In New York than in any other country in the world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nipples, nipples guy. <laughs> Rivers Fucking Cuomo. Nipples, my God. <laughs> nipples Cuomo. Yeah, I, nipples I, I Cuomo. Just, I there was an Italian dude I knew in like um, ninth grade gym who had pierced nipples. I think he was <laughs> like fifteen or sixteen. Like he was just one of those kids that just didn't give a shit about gym class. Yeah, so we he had, just a, had to repeat it. I had a friend who was like sixteen and had had nipple rings. It was it was a very strange way to be. <laughs> Yeah, and he just had like, he had like the the bars. Oh and it was god, just wild as shit. And like, this is like we were doing like swim class. Like that was the first thing we had, and <laughs> and, and that was like the first fucking uh, period of school too. It like so we're just like going to fucking swim class <laughs> at eight in the morning, and I'm just seeing this dude's nipple ring, nip, nip nipple studs, and you're like, 
What a fucking what a fucking thing. That's, I gotta get the fuck out of here. I wanna and I wanna I be this guy, I think. I'm not sure. Like, <laughs> I just did. I just left this I just I just stopped going to high school and I just uh graduated uh from homebound. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I tried uh, I that. Have, it didn't work out yeah, for me. Yeah, I have nightmares every day. Not every day, but at least like once a week that are somehow related to school. Just dreams, dreams and nightmares. Meek Mill. A shout out to Bad Max. Shout uh, out, yeah. To Meek Mill, I just need to shout Bad Max out, obviously. <laughs> shout out to the city of Philadelphia. Philadelphia, yeah, there you go. Uh, uh, Big, Dick, Big Dick Nick Foles. Big Nick Foles, Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> He's coming uh, to Chicago next year. He's going to be so bad. Yeah, well, maybe. I mean, is he a replacement over over Big over uh, Mitch the Great? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bitch, yeah, bitch, true bitch. <laughs> God, what a what a shit show. Yeah, yeah. I I just hope that uh, Tom Brady gets paralyzed. Oh him. yeah. Well, we're all you know, fingers we've crossed. We've all rooted for that for 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 decades now. Prayers but up. Anyway, and I just figured like I've been okay physically. Yeah. What you know what I've had? Just just diarrhea. <laughs> that has been the theme in this uh, in, in this apartment uh, shared by uh, the former neutral Max and myself. Just diet, just constipation and diarrhea yeah. and desolation. It's so fucking desolate out. Is that partially from like? I mean, obviously, for you and me, I think our diet change hasn't been that dramatic. It's not from been like, that dramatic from what we were already like, but still, but like, I, I like people. I just like think like people are just gonna be fucking sick as shit and yeah. like. And here's the thing that keeps coming to me. Like, I was supposed to, okay, so I went to a gastroenterologist like a couple months ago, and um, he told me to get a blood test for celiac disease, which I just didn't get because okay. I also was like, get a stool sample. And I'm like, all right, dry, like, get on a bus with a stool sample, like four miles, and then just give this, them the stool sample. And also make sure it's a good stool sample, theoretically, because it's like, this has to be representative. All right, so what's a good is like is it consistency or is it like quantity? What are we talking here? I Volume? Mean, yes, like it's something else <laughs> just like yes across the, board. the toilet and also <laughs> in my case I'm like I want this to be representative of like the bad like diarrhea like it's got to sure. be yellow. So what do I have to do like I have to fuck my like diet up or something? Do I have to game the system here mm. and make sure that it's like oh yeah, you you're dying. Yeah. Here, have something for your dyingness. <laughs> Um, and I just don't fuck with that. I don't know what the fuck to do. But here's the thing. I now, like, I have an, I have two different scheduled appointments where I could have blood tests done. Except I'm not fuck. Except of course they're both in the city, and I don't think either of them is actually happening. I know one oh, of them yeah. is no. on a tele, like on a teleconference, which I haven't fucking figured out how that's gonna happen. And then I have another one with my neurologist. <laughs> you just show. I don't up. know what the fuck is gonna happen there. Either just like yeah. See, this is why they, they if we're going to do telemedicine, if we're going to do this whole thing, then we need to have like some sort of like pneumatic tube system where we can just shoot the shit. Uh, literally tubes are so fucking good. Yeah. They're yeah. The most efficient system. You know, what's an incredibly efficient system that's going to run out of money in like June post office. Well, this is going to be fucking dead and everybody's <laughs> going to have zoom and uh, Amazon deliveries. And, yeah. you know, it gets, at least, you know, what you can do if your Amazon deliveries, just say you didn't get them. Yeah, or yeah, and they come on Sunday too. It's crazy. Uh, they they were yeah. really ahead of the curve with like just let's let's go ahead and just kind of centralize this to like a cur a courier system. I think they probably bought up a bunch of courier companies, right? They had to have yeah, and you know co opt the the the, the postal service and, like forced out like DHL. Like I haven't seen a DHL delivery in fucking years. I think they still do some like larger commercial stuff. I think they're I probably think bigger so, in Europe, but yeah, yeah, definitely. Like in like Amazon, I, I don't know how Amazon's penetration penetration yeah 
But no, yeah. like, obviously, UPS and um, like FedEx aren't as big there. Like, they have TNT, which is a Dutch company, and uh, right, right. fucking uh, DHL, which is German. So it's like, you know. But ultimately, the Final Amazon is they make so much fucking money that you really yeah. can just just steal. Just go ahead. Yeah. Not to, not to be a system of a down here. Steal this record. But no, <laughs> order your probiotic, which I had to order because to try and fucking because I should just be on probiotic all the time. But that shit is incredibly expensive, despite the fact that it's just like bacteria in like little gel cap or whatever the fuck. And they cost like $30. And it's like, yeah, I'm not paying for that. No. I have not just, scammed and, Amazon as much as I mean, I've definitely. And here's what you do now, though, because you they don't have custom in. You don't even have to call them. You can just do it online. Yeah, the live like, chat. I can get yeah. it. It's great. It's yeah. uh, this is the this is the dumbest system in the world. This is the dumbest thing that could ever happen. It's and uh, COVID has exposed how dumb everything is. Well, that's the thing, right? Is if you're if you're going to like take such extreme measures to not pay people to do jobs that should be you know should be employing like real people who who can make like on the spot decisions about you know if this person is scamming me or if this is bullshit or you know follow company policy or you know bend the rules a little bit. That's a thing that humans can do you know i mean yes. i worked in customer service I, I i've done a lot of customer service uh i i think you you take that out that human element out of it and obviously you do have a system where you know it, not to say that people in the philippines aren't human okay i'm not <laughs> I'm not trying to say that but there is a language barrier obviously and they're having to high, handle such a high volume of of incoming customer service requests that these things are going to get they're going to fall through the cracks in a certain way and yes we should be taking advantage of that because doesn't matter. Those people are getting paid either way, and we should be getting as much for our fucking dollar and the company themselves. Obviously, this is not not rocket science. <laughs> yeah, this is not working class rocket science. It's all right there in front of you. We all know that we should all be stealing from all corporations at all times, but especially the biggest one, uh, the the most from the biggest one. Yes. Um. But yeah, Maybe it's that, scary. And that worm-faced fuck, Jeff Bezos. A hundred, a hundred million dollars to a to food banks. That's cool, right? It's, yeah, that's it's cool. great. It's, it's great. Yeah, literally, like... You could find that in my couch cushion. Yeah, one drop of piss in the bucket. Incredible, incredible. You ever see those guys in the replies to that? We should get to wrestling here eventually, but you ever see the the guys in the replies to that kind of shit? That, like, they post the SpongeBob meme with the big letter, little letter, big letter, little letter? Yeah. And it's just, like, uh, like one dollar to him. And it's, like, these guys are just, like, like wannabe tech bros, like, wannabe entrepreneurs. These are the same people who are jerking off in fucking the the replies to Elon Musk and shit. Yes. And just... At least, not to ever defend Elon Musk, at least Elon Musk is an epic bake guy what the yeah. fuck has jeff bezos ever done yeah no no what the fuck i mean like, like weird weird south african jeff bezos. <laughs> south african meme lord like i understand the type of person elon musk is bezos is like a i understand the per- type of person peter feel is sure. more than i understand sure. bezos it's insane he is the most zero human being yeah and he just has 75 trillion dollars yeah it's it's wild. It's wild that a, like a vacuum of charisma. Like obviously, Bill Gates is a vacuum of charisma, but Bill Gates also is a type of guy. You know, yes. we've known Bill Gateses. Both of us have met Bill Gateses that just didn't have the money. Like the the yeah. potential to be like that level of like broken brained, like completely dedicated to your weird, um, uh, you know, tech entrepreneurship. Like I, that's a type of guy that is accessible 
for our brains. <laughs> you know, like we, yeah. we could see the path forward for like this 18 year old guy who like is either going to like die a virgin or, you know, die a virgin with the trillion dollars. <laughs> like it's pretty easy to see. He's going to die in bed with a virgin uh, <laughs> on, on Epstein Island. Yeah. Or he's going to marry Grimes, which is God. fucking. <laughs> she left him and she's pregnant. And Didn't it's we, so she left funny. Him? Yeah. No shit. I'm gonna have to tell my wife. We can listen to Grimes again. Well, she's um, still. I mean, she's still going to have his spawn, though. No, that's good. That's yeah. She the got Elon his ass. Baby. She got his ass. Yeah. She didn't ever have to do anything ever again. So, uh, you, know, you know, shouts out to to Grimes. Um, Figuring quote, it out. Oh, it's like that's. I mean, Elon. You know, he's making it like that. that he's making it rain every day, even on Sunday. Yeah, I, I fucked up the line from International Players Anthem, but I, I just can't remember it. That's sure, first, sure. That big boy verse is so fucking good. Anyway, yeah. irrelevant. Uh, wrestling. Uh, wrestling in current times. It's bad. Yeah. Here's the thing. Well, There's no wrestling, and the wrestling that's there uh, is just miserable for me, you, at least. You know what? I'm, I watched WrestleMania. Uh, WrestleMania was six days ago. Uh, well, I guess seven days ago because it was two days long, um, and I'm, that's not even just a joke. It actually was two days long. I kind of liked it. Did you watch that ladder match? I didn't watch the ladder match. I haven't seen anything. I haven't even seen the the dom like the, so, the main events either. Everybody's talked about the boneyard match, boneyard boneyard call, boneyard, boneyard, boneyard call, boneyard call uh, is is great. Obviously, the Firefly Funhouse is like an extended vignette, but it's extremely good and like very strange and postmodern for for any wrestling, but especially for WWE. And you know, postmodernism in wrestling is mostly bad, but this is good. This is really good. Um, the ladder match between. Uh, John Morrison, who I didn't even know was back in the company. Um, John, Mor- so John Morrison, Kofi Kingston, and one Jimmy of the Usos. Uso? Jay or Jimmy, I'm not sure. One of the Usos um, was one of the most anxiety-inducing matches I've ever seen. Um, watching that match with no no audience and hearing the sounds of the ladders creaking as they climbed up, or you know, especially when they bumped into them. But just like three guys on two ladders climbing up and the wobbliness of it. And it's always, it always makes me a little nervous. Excuse me. I was losing my voice like an hour before we started recording. So this is going to be great. Um, It was, it made me so anxious to watch them and to listen to that match. And they were all laying in their strikes, every bump, like the bumps weren't like as crazy, you know, we're never going to reach that fucking TLC two precipice ever again, obviously. Um, But really just unique and scary in a, in its in its own way and i that was my favorite match of the of the of the two nights i really loved it um daniel bryan and Sami Zayn just beat the shit out of each other like there are guys who are going to work well in those confines and we've we've located them and yeah boneyard call is fucking great like so i'm i'm in um i'm not gonna we watch any more but you yeah, know. i mean we have we have uh, the champa gargano yeah uh, i'm not gonna dream match I don't want to watch Fujita versus Shizaki. Yeah. I'm so sad. I just I just don't want to. Yeah, I mean, look, they'll, uh, the, they, they, they might I do mean, it nobody's again. Nobody's even talking about the Janela, Jimmy Lloyd social distancing sure. match. And I'm like, I don't want to see that match ever happen. It got a bunch no. of, uh, it got like uh, posted on World Star Hip Hop and got like millions of views. So like, I don't know. Jimmy Lloyd is a World Star Hip Hop guy now. That's good. That's a Yeah, net, that is objectively good. He should net be. Net positive. Net positive there. So that's <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, you know, I mean, and I hope this means a resurgence for Broken Side. Hell yeah. Uh, there's a video of me somewhere on YouTube, uh, like, 
uh doing a live mix of that with like family like uh what's it, quagmire doing giggity 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 <laughs> and uh i'll send it to you it's on it's on my personal youtube page um i think i recorded it on christmas day 2012 <laughs> um yeah you're fucking with a different boy yeah yeah you're yeah a different boy anyway i mean and ultimately i mean you're just seeing like everybody's fucked everybody uh all these companies like, are these companies going to live? Is there ever going to be another show again? Is if do I want to uh, do I want to uh, at uh, John Ford and tell him that his that the AIW show, the next AIW show back after the coronavirus should be called Hardcore Teenage Violence, hmm. like his famous uh, show that nearly got him expelled from high school <laughs> that he booked with uh, Prohibition and M. I feel like I it. just listened to them talk about that story. Yeah, I, yeah, it's, it's did they talk about it? Oh, wait, did you listen to the episode of Magnum? Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, okay. I don't. It might have been on that, but there's also it's been on other episodes. And I just laugh at that every single time. It's such a good phrase, hardcore teenage violence. I'll say that that show, and I think a lot of other podcasts are thriving. Like I, I, and obviously it's like this is the thi- this is this is the our time to shine, right? Yeah. Um, I think a lot of these shows, like Chapo's been doing their like uh their full length DVD commentaries of the Star Wars prequels. Like this is like. This is good shit that wouldn't have happened otherwise because nobody would have had time to do it. I mean, not that they are doing anything else because that is their entire job, but still, like nobody would dedicate themselves to do some of the shit that that people are doing right now. Um, I, I I find that the uh, I, I listened to a four hour street fight uh, call in show from like two weeks ago. It's the best call in show that they've ever done. Like there wasn't a single like, maybe like one or two callers on there that I thought were obnoxious. For the most part it was people who just like would not have had time to call in except they're at home and they're listening to the show live and like just really like I think this is this is our time. This is <laughs> you know, like this like the Triple H song goes. Um I think this is like and I, it sucks that we haven't capitalized on it yet, but I I have I think we've got our next few shows planned out and Yeah. Um me and my wife are no longer sick and so my kids I mean, my daughter really wants to leave the house but it's it sucks so we've been gardening um yeah walking around the neighborhood some people are putting up like christmas lights here and there as like a, a thing for i don't know if that burp came through in the audio or not um as like a thing for like people to take their kids and go see um i don't know i i think it's good that you know people are putting hearts in the window and you know, we t- we took Pearl around and she counted all the hearts in the neighborhood. Like, we're trying. It's it fucking sucks. <laughs> it's it's real bad for them. Luckily, my kids aren't school age, so it's not like yeah. we have to do some whole fucking curriculum. That would be a nightmare. But um, it's tough. Yeah. It is a tough time. Um, but yeah, wrestling the the wrestling of your is still there. I've been watching. So I don't know what what order we're doing these in, but I will say. We watched a for this episode. Uh, we watched a 2000 um, WWE match, WWF match, and it actually has launched me into watching every Raw and SmackDown from 2000, right around the time the Radicals came in. So I'm enjoying that. Um, I don't. I I I was thinking about uh, getting into like 1998 All Japan um, oh, from that conversation the, me and Connor had, where I was like, I never watched it. I don't know. The Misawa era of all Japan is wild as hell. I watched like through 96. Pl- I watched like through like, I watched from, like the fucking, what is the, what's the Ricky Choshu Ishigun? gun? The, uh, from, from the eighties where he feuded with Jumbo, whatever that feud was. Yeah. Uh, the Choshu stable, Heisei Ishigun. gun. 
No, Heisei is the version with all of the guys That's minus the Shushu, 90s. That, okay. And then and then they merged with uh, Akatoshi Saito and Aoyagi right. after That's that. That's like 93. Okay. So it's the the just, proto uh, version of that. Ishin which, Gundam. Ishin Gundam, which was like that that shit from like 84, 85, where they had uh, fucking uh, Killer Khan and Takashi Chikawa and like all those guys came with them. Um, and I, everybody's bleeding. They're bleeding yeah. in every. Someone's so, bleeding in every fucking match. It's, I think it's I've great. watched every All Japan match that that the ditch that David Ditch the the man himself yes um, <laughs> has like ever uploaded from like eighty four to like ninety six and then I just stopped and so I've never watched ninety seven ninety eight ninety nine All Japan. Um, so that maybe that's a thing I'm going to do. I don't know. That's but, some of the wildest. That's some of the most fun of All Japan. The yeah. main events kind of start to. Well, see, that's uh, what I've seen off, mostly. But I've seen mid- mostly those big, like, you know, the, the Kobashi yeah. Misawa from, like, January 98 or whatever that are just, like, it's, like, reached ahead. We have come to the too much. It's too hit, much. like, yeah, but, like, the mid-card stuff is, is fantastic. The junior title gets re- really reinvigorated. Yeah. All Asians get really, really invigorated. Tag title stuff is still real good. Yeah, Vader I want to watch more. Comes the fuck in. I want to watch some Vader. Izumita and some like young uh, Morishima. Is it more? Not Morishima. Uh, Takiyama. I guess Morishima's around too, right? Well, yeah, young Morishima, young Rikio. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Amori is around. Like, I, yeah, I want to watch all that stuff. That's that's kind of what I'm thinking is going to be my project for the next few months. That I, you know, slowly... some uh, fucking uh, Satoru Asako. Yeah, yeah, Sako is like uh, you know, one of those guys that I know people like, but the people who like him are weird and they're like, You Hell gotta yeah. like <laughs> you gotta check this guy out. He's great. It's like I mean, I know him he was like the fourth best guy in those jumbo uh the, like the jumbo eight man tags. Like he was always like the shittiest guy. Um he was like below uh below Fuchi. Not that Fuchi's shitty, but in the hierarchy, you know. Yeah. That's how I know Ogawa and a lot of that stuff. I, I would love to watch it. Um, but what we're watching today, what we've watched over the last week or so, is uh, based on, on your choices, right? Yes. Uh, we did this last year. Um, and we were going to do one for me this year, but it just didn't work out. And also, I didn't have the inspiration. Uh, this is your, your personal canon, part two. Absolutely. All uh, right. So I decided to go with four tag team matches. Now, very Now, one is... Here's the thing. Do we count uh, a War Games as a tag yeah. team match? Yeah. I'm saying absolutely. Who gives a shit? Tag team matches. And they're all they're they're, they're they're different things, but they they're all they're all team matches, not cuz I fucking love tag team wrestling. Who doesn't? You I mean tag team wrestling is the best and it the the more just, guys just, the better. That's yeah. what I always, that's how I feel. That's how I live my life when I'm looking at uh, porno and uh, that's how I feel when I'm watching wrestling. Ch- yeah. Shout out to Bad Max. <laughs> That you know me, him, and uh, our friend Charlotte Sartre. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway. Now I'm think- now we let's uh, let's st- uh, start with personal canon part two entry number one from January twenty third, okay, two thousand at Medicine Square Garden, Royal Rumble two thousand. It is in an elimination tables match. The Dudley Boys, Bubba Ray and Devon versus the Hardy Boys, Jeff cool. and Matt. This is what I had written down first. I don't even have to scroll. Um, I, I watched this like a week and a half ago. This, yeah, is, what's, yeah. this is what started me. What I think is the order you watched them in. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Okay. <laughs> You're going to be surprised when you find out that the AWA match is what I watched last. <laughs> Shit, it's okay. Oh don't, well. don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I can scroll. Um, all right. So first of all, this is one of my most watched uh, DVDs ever. This had um, Taz's debut against Angle. 
Um, it has the incredible Cactus Jack versus Triple H Street Fight. Yeah. Um, and a pretty good rumble. Um, maybe not one of the best of all time, but some really good shit. There's like a, this is the one where Taka runs into the ring and like smashes his face in the bottom rope, and then he gets like 450 over the top. I'm pretty sure. Um, I I like I like Royal Rumble 2000 quite a bit. I think there's also a Jericho Bob Holly China thing happening yeah, at some point. Yeah, it's very I, strange. It's a strange card, but it's but it feels I don't know cohesive. It feels- yeah. It feels like you're, you're starting to turn the corner from uh, the Russo vision of Crash TV into something that makes more sense. What's the guy's name? Because I didn't know Chris, the, the... Chris Kresge. Chris Kresge. So I, I was watching all this stuff, uh, following up on this, and I was just astounded by how well... Um, like this labyrinth of fucking different talents sort of weaves in and out of each other and have all these tangential feuds that can converge. Um, I, last night I just watched that famous from Dallas, Texas or San Antonio, Texas. Um, it's, it's Cactus Jack, the rock Too cool and Rikishi versus triple H X Pac, Chris Benoit, Dean Malenko and Perry Saturn. Um, where like, it's just like, that's a, that's like the culmination of all these like six different stories that are weaving in and out of each other and will weave other directions as well. Um, it, it just in one hot fucking 10 man tag, just incredible. Um, and I mentioned that in their chat and you were like, Chris, Ke- you said Chris Kresge was a genius and I'd never heard the fucking guy's name. Um, so I looked him up and I saw he was like, he was like a weird, like a uh, ghostwriter for like sports autobiographies and shit. Yeah. Um, and then he wrote for like the daily show and, um, apparently died in like Oh six or something. seems like a fucking, like he, he became the guy who replaced, uh, Russo and Ferrara basically. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they, it they shows. Uh, really expelled their vision onto WCW. I like how yeah. they got fired like a month in. Like, yeah, well. Talks about that, that. They got fired a month in. And then Kevin Sullivan had to like try to glue everything together. And then they came back. And then the famous reboot with Bischoff. And you're like, insane. They yeah. almost dodged. I mean, WCW was probably completely screwed by November 99, no matter what they did. But they almost dodged the biggest fucking bullet. Yeah. And then well, they and decided, you know what? You look at that. And like, then they decided to like shove the bullet right up their ass. You we, know? So, so yeah, that's the thing is you look at that like February 2000 like of WCW, and you've got like uh, Terry Funk and Ric Flair having a Texas Death Match, and like you're just like, oh, maybe this is this isn't this isn't like good. This isn't what it needs to be, but I'll, I'll still watch this. Like, and yeah, by April it's, it's done by Billy Kidman versus Hulk Hogan. It's, it's done. <laughs> <laughs> it's over, man. <laughs> who, who, who drove the white Hummer? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so it was, it was Josephus. Yeah. The, we watched uh, all, oh, we have watched, we watched every episode of NWA power. And, um, let me tell you, power. there are no more episodes of it. There's an episode of it they just have on hold that they just are just not airing ever, which is so funny. Like keep one in the can. It's yeah, smart, just, smart like, broadcasting. They have listed it as being like, oh, it's gonna air a lot. It's gonna air, and it's like, no, no. We're just gonna place this with all of our pay per views. Fuck it. We have nothing better to do. And, and that's, now that's like, still Billy Corgan's thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and now like the top woman who hasn't actually wrestled a match uh, on SMA TV. She's just doing like makeup tutorials with like Aww. Eddie Kingston cool. and uh, Wade Barrett and a uh, fucking Bram like narrating, sure. which is so bizarre. Uh, but... Makeup tutorials is like a huge thing on YouTube. Like that's like one of the most lucrative possible like, yeah. YouTube's, uh, you know, subgenres of, of, uh, like time lapse videos that have four ads stuck in between them to maximize monetization. <laughs> it's good stuff. 
Anyway, so why did I pick this match? Uh, anyone? And the answer is, it's pretty fucking obvious. This match kicks ass. Like, yeah. what the hell? This is an insanely violent match, firstly. Um, I think that almost gets lost. Like, there's very, like, I think when we look at, like, the double, is it the, is it, what the fuck is the, the, uh, once you get to the triangle, the triangle ladders, yeah. And then, yeah, and then at, at Mania the, 2000, a couple months after yeah, this. Yeah, I couldn't remember exactly the name of it for whatever reason. And then the the official TLCs. And Some those slam. are violent matches, but they're based on, like, big spots. And, like, what it comes in between can sort of be... No, like, everything in this match is just insane. Well, so this one, this is the one that is the most, this is the most, like, concussion, like... Uh, there are <laughs> seven, there are so many just... Yeah, chair shots to the head. Everybody gets at least one. Everybody gets at least one, and it's it's great. Um, Before we dig too deep, I do want to say I'm not a huge fan of Edge and Christian versus Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy from No Mercy, the Terry Runnels. I like the match, but I I I should go back and rewatch it. I never thought it was that good, but I think I saw it after all the other stuff. Um, I do want to say Terry is in a bathrobe with the Hardys beforehand. Um, and I just want to shout out her nipples. Um, is there anyone in wrestling history with more perennially hard nipples than Terry Runnels? Uh, sorry to get horny before we even start the first match, but you know, damn. Um, if I mean, hey, if you've been on Twitter and if you're listening to this podcast, you've been on Twitter yeah. during this coronavirus. Everybody is insanely horny. Everybody's jacking off. Everybody's everybody's. We're sal- doing pretty good, frankly. I think yeah. this is going to be like one of our. I mean, we don't have any Tim Thatcher to discuss, so like, I don't know. Huh. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't think I. I don't think I got horny for any of the guys in the NWA Anarchy War Games match. No, no. <laughs> it's not really my type. Um, uh, although Shadow Jackson, I could see him, you know, laying down some motherfucking pipe. Yeah, um, for sure. The uh, so this is uh, this is like early Hardys before like they were really like letting them actually do some promos and stuff. So they don't even try to hide how sudden they are, which I think is cool. Yeah. Um, then we get Bubba and and Devon and Bubba's stutter is still prominent here. I think the stutter continues throughout maybe half of 2000 before they try to clean him up a little bit. Um, but they, they cut a promo about how, uh, about John Rocker, which I don't know if people remember John Rocker, John Rocker. I, th- I guess this is probably about the time when he like, I don't know, made fun it of the empire's um... retarded kid, like, or excuse me, called him. Retar- <laughs> I did it again. I said, I said the R word. Um, he, he said, he's like, uh, making fun of an umpire's kid right with developmental disabilities Isn't i mean that... this is the era where he there was like the uh yankees braves world series and he said you know going on the subway you see all these like all these like brand, like all, all these like immigrants and people flew hair and right. you know, like and it was it was you know people i mean going after people flew hair like you know that is that's that's some early stuff right like, that's some cutting edge yeah, yeah 1999 yeah and of course this is so funny thinking about these two as like two of the especially uh especially mr mark lamonico bubba ray dudley it's like the most i mean bubba ray dudley is nyc guido voice yeah, so yeah. no he's such a he funny is, heel is, cheap heel heat promo it's great fully bensonhurst like he is he is definitely like that guy and for whatever reason they you know he he is playing the character of a uh, man who is sickened by what he sees in new york city um what he probably is though yeah um, he tells the hardys to stick their heads between their own legs to kiss their asses goodbye and i'm thinking why not just suck your own dick while you're down there because you know might as well um but yeah this is an elimination tables match which is a very cool concept um it's called the first ever elimination tables match which i'm pretty sure the first ever was double tables with public enemy in, yeah, in, in but... ecw but yeah um 
that does account. Not but only a, the feeder program to WWF at right, that point. Right. The but the conspiracy like no the conspiracy true it's all true. Heyman, Heyman was oh just no. getting money from Vince. No, I, I Vince. look one more aside for what I was watching last night. I watched the um, August eleventh, nineteen ninety seven Raw, which has Shawn Michaels return to the ring after a couple months off against Mankind. Pretty wild match. Pretty wild match. This is sort of the this is where Rick Rude redebuts. <clears throat> yeah, cr- love uh, ninety seven. Uh, yeah. Such I, a good year for that company. I'm gonna finally go through every one of those raws that I never watched. I've seen incredible parts. that it, like it is possibly better than WCW '97. Yeah, yeah. Um, the like, the, show, is, the shows are an makes... hour shorter. That's a big part of it. Yeah. Um, they uh, so it, Shawn Michaels does like an elbow drop off the apron uh, onto a table, um, and and somebody like Jim Ross says that's pretty extreme, and then that feeds into. Um, Vince McMahon just straight up saying, well, you're going to have a little bit of extreme action on Sunday, King. And, like, they straight up do a promo for Hardcore Heaven. Straight up. They mention Tommy Dreamer on the air, say King is going to wrestle him on Sunday. And King's like, why are we advertising this? Shut up. Like, you know, and it, like, they straight up do. It's so blatant how, how much ECW is working, you know, how much, how much they're working together. And, you know, obviously... Uh, Brackus has an advertisement on this. Like, there's, the, you can draw the lines between uh, them as a developmental territory and and you know boosting each other up for for that six eight month span and you know and beyond. Obviously, they worked together up well into the 2000s with you know Taz winning the title or whatever um, and stuff like the. I mean, the Dudleys, the famous line yeah. that uh, that Heyman did not even offer them. A, like he, like Bubba asked for like give me any single contract offer I will fucking I'll take a a five dollar contract offer I won't take it but at least like the I would like understand like I would uh res- like thank you for the gratitude and he's like no I'm not doing that yeah I'm not letting Vince here that it's, I fucking did that it's time for you to go it's and and you know you could probably carry this this thread all the way up until the end of ECW when Jerry Lawler walks out when his wife gets fired. And who's there to replace him a week later, not two months after the end of ECW? Paul Heyman sitting next to Jim Ross on commentary on Raw. Like, it's all been working together. These people have all been working together for a long fucking time. Um, all right, so this match. Um, it is violent. It is crazy. Uh, sick, unprotected chair shots. A lot of, like, cool little... Um, like logic stories, little like psychology stories happening with, you know, elimination teases early on. Jeff gets back body dropped into a table and Matt just flips the table out of the way. Barely like misses him by a foot. Um, Jeff like goes for like a guardrail, like the, the run across the guardrail dive. They had this big, I guess they still do, but this was like the early era of the big thick guardrails that had the padding on them. Yeah. And Jeff runs around the corner and into, and, Bubba just throws a fucking a whole table at his face. Um, they go for uh, the Hardys go for a double superplex on Bubba, and Devon moves the table. Yeah. Still, like, Bubba still needs a superplex. But he could have just stopped the superplex. I have that. I have that written down. He could have just stopped the superplex. Fuck it. Um, yeah, Bubba gets like clotheslined with the ladder. Like they both run the ladder. Like each of the Hardy grabs one into the ladder, runs it into him, and they clothesline him with it. And Bubba back like bumps backwards over the top to the floor. Um, and then he just gets his head destroyed by chairs, just like three or four, um, in a row. And then they do, they eliminate Bubba early, right? This is, this is the weird thing about this. 
<clears throat> is that, uh, excuse me, I tried to mute and I actually, I, I muted and unmuted. So I just coughed right into the microphone. Eliminations happen in this match, but they stick, they stick around, which is it's strange, but it also, so, here, so they actually do build this, like the idea because it's about, so the, um, this happens after the, the fam- the Dudley bomb through like off the top rope for a table on mm-hmm. um, one Hardy through another Hardy for a table on a raw. And then, Oh, I just watched on- that. That is so sick. Yeah. And then on the SmackDown after that, there's, um, Jeff does the, or Matt, Matt does the, uh, leg drop off the stage, uh, to both of the, uh, Dudley's on tables. So it's like, they set up, like you have to take them both out, like in one, like, like, Thing. And it's also consecutive eliminations, and they actually work it that way, which is very sh- interesting. And also, like technically, this is a match that doesn't have disqualifications. So sure, stick it's around. Very, it's very strange, and like there's an JR, and you know what, uh, Jerry Lawler. Uh, I love him as a, as a wrestler. Not a smart, not a particularly sharp man, especially at this point in his life. Jr. Never sharp. Jim Ross is not a smart man. They're completely confused by the rules yeah. of this match. Basically. Well, yeah, they keep after Bubba's out. They keep saying, and Bubba gets sent through a table after he gets eliminated. And they're like, "Is that it? Is the match over?" Like, yeah, it's a mess. It's if it, they have to be eliminated consecutively, and they and that is end up. That I didn't realize that, that was a thing. I don't know. They do say it, and it's very strange. And it's a thing you don't think about. And, and this is like one of the first times I haven't seen the match in a very long time. Actually, I guess it makes knew, sense with oh. with how this match ends. I guess that is what happens. But still, it's it doesn't like they sort of start no selling that idea on commentary but it's very complicated the workers, <laughs> yeah because they're because they're idiots but the commentary i mean the, like the workers i should say the, the two tag teams actually do work it that way oh yeah so yeah this the first laid tag, out beautifully so first you get that first elimination which i i is a classic the um matt hardy with the leg drop for pearl the harbor yeah, and the flying elbow off the top to yeah. the floor from Jeff. Insane. Yeah, at the same time, it's like the Sabu and RVD sort of thing. Yeah. Or the, or the Hardcore Ninjas, which is where Pearl Harbor comes from, of course. Of course. It's just, just ludicrous looking. Then you get um, the spot with... So they get... Um, oh, I, I have a line from that. Uh, JR says that um, they when Jeff and, and Matt land... Um, and and smash Bubba through that table. Jr. says that they converged at the same time in a hostile mood. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> J- Jr. Jr. also says around this time that Bubba may have a concussion. Which yeah, I'm thinking he's probably got a concussion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, and then you get uh, the classic, the great spot with Devon where they're going. They have one spot. Uh, they have the two tables set up. It's, and it's the like with the stairs between yeah, the stairs. The the bottom part of the stairs is upended, and so it's like the same height as the apron. So yeah, they got one leaned up over that. So um, Matt puts they put Devon on the table, and Matt goes for another uh, leg drop. Devon moves out of the way. Yeah, and it's Matt a takes tough a ridiculous landing. Look. It's a bad one. Like and, the table barely breaks his momentum. He just crashes like tailbone first. And to the it's floor. insane. And, and that is immediately overshadowed by one of the great <laughs> table spots of all time. Yeah. Devon moves to the other table, just like out of like like a catch my breath. I'm like, and then he just like, oh shit, I'm in front of the table. As Jeff Hardy goes for a tope, uh, Conero over 
and through the table through and just the ropes homicide stop. style yeah yes it fucking dies on that yeah oh it's like a table God. that's leaning 45 degrees against the rail so yeah he rolls off the one he, li- he lands on the other and dodges both hardies it's like it's the kind it, it, it's a good tope con hello too it's like the you know it's like a homicide or like iwrg like mid carter that's a, like a dick togo yeah 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 it's well I, I was thinking it was like a like an iw uh, iwrg or like uh, Lucha Memes mid Carter, who's trying to get bookings off of crazy gifts. Like they're yeah. just trying to get that Lucha blog uh, heat, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like it, it feels it, it's in the middle of this match and it's inconsequential, you know, fucking unnecessary. Um, but because be- also, rem- because unlike other table matches, because this would be the norm with table matches to come, if you can, like that you would be able to eliminate yourself. Like, and I famously, there's a, I think it's the Dudleys versus Kane and Big Show. And, um, Big Show like elim- like loses no. the match. Big Show versus easy- Cody Rhodes. He steps off the ring. There's an yes, and he puts himself. And there's another version where it happens with Big Show or Kane, at, where they just like they just put their foot for the table, and it's the stupidest thing in the world. It's like, like it's such a wet fart. Like no, you cannot I, eliminate yourself. And I understand that in a strategy way, and it, it sort of it well, was like, either. No, I, Huh. It was either Big Show versus Cody or Big Show versus Rey Mysterio. It was, a, it was against a guy that could it's never Big put Show him through. It's Big Show versus Cody. It, it happened multiple times with Big Show. <laughs> okay, well, like years if I had apart, known like it a happened... decade apart. Insane. <laughs> if I had known that that was a, a rerun of an old one, I wouldn't have liked it as much. But at the time, I was like, that's a pretty clever way to end this and still make... Because I think Big Show is the babyface in that in that feud. That was yeah. probably beautiful disaster, Cody. Um, yeah, I, I was okay with it for that reason, to protect the you know both parties, but... Yeah, um, this could be a good finish if this was the finish, but it's not the finish because, uh, you know, Bubba comes in and brains Matt with a chair to the like back of the head, <laughs> and then he like throws the top pieces of both sets of the stairs uh, in the ring, and they set up a table on top of the stairs, like I'm not sure why, extra height, I guess, I don't know why, um, but it adds to it when Matt gets super power bombed through it by Bubba, um, and then this is when they finally explain that it has to be offensive moves that eliminate people, like yeah. Uh, so it's it and, and in my head and i thinking it, i didn't know about the consecutive things they didn't explain it well enough I, in my head bubba is eliminated right now he's already eliminated so him doing a power bomb to matt through the table should not count as an elimination because he is an invalid participant in my head but i if that's not the case then i was adding yes, some other shit as, to it as long as devon is still uh like alive in the match okay okay it's very it's silly but it, it just you know fuck who cares it's about the big bumps. sure sure well and the biggest bumps come here at the end we move to um sort of a, a it's it's like an entrance tunnel for for uh, fans it's not the entrance way yeah uh, the entrance i remembered way it as has... being the entrance way i for whatever reason i thought they yeah, did it like right there in the I middle i remember I, I always kind of remember it being jeff coming off of the taxi cab yeah so. yeah yeah, just, what a great that set. Old, that what old a great MSG set. setup with the tunnels is so fucking cool. Um, I miss the, it. Well, the, yeah, and the uh, the entryway being in the middle of the hard cam, I, it was great for a rumble, especially because you, yeah. you can just have the hard cam show everybody in the ring and sh- see somebody coming out. Um, the performance center stuff, the way that's shot, uh, the entranceway is in the middle of the hard cam shot. And I, I would love it if they started doing that more. I think that's a, such a great like framing device for the show. Um, and Absolutely. you get the Tron back there, you get like shit happening in the back. I, I would, I think that would be a great way to, to like do the blocking for this. Um, so Kevin Dunn Jr. If you're listening. Um, but yeah, we, we moved to this kind of 12 foot balcony over an entrance way, an entrance tunnel. Um, and we get a double stack of tables, which 
Matt gets stacked up. What is what happens here? Is Matt uh, so Matt Matt Hardy is on top of a table that's on top of another table? Is that what happens? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So how does he get up there? <laughs> they set up the tables, then they put Matt on another table. Then Bubba and Devon lift that table on top of another table. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it, it all happens uh, faster than it's it should. Extremely Dudley Hardy logic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes it makes they did it. They found a way. God, they find a way I, to do a lot of I things. I just watched that Zandig versus Hanma match from, from 2000 where they, like, set two tables up on top of each other on top of the top rope and try to do, like, a mother effing bomb off of it and the fucking thing just falls. Yeah. <laughs> the, must, uh, the mustard match. Yeah, this, it's... Did, it's... You, um, did you watch the New Jack uh, Dark Side of the Ring? Or no, I've, I've still never seen a single episode of that show. I, well, we, we watched it. It was, it was good. I mean, it's, it's New Jack. And he talks about... I know Worldwide said it inspired him to get back in the ring, so that was a good sell. It is good. Uh, shout out to Worldwide. But, like, and that, I think it's that or something else where he mentions, like, for the Vic Grimes spot, um, the original one in ECW where he ends up, like, get, like has his brain leaking out of his head okay, and like, yeah. loses the eyesight. He says, like, I didn't want it to be two tables set up on top of each other. That's fucking dangerous as shit. You can't trust, like, the two tables to be – you can't trust the both tables to break at the same time. Okay. Which is very strong logic out of uh, Mr. Jerome Young. Yeah, uh, I don't. I think the two tables is mostly like a good thing. I think you look. I at, think you gotta have like two table, but it was with the, the way they were coming off the balcony on like like sort of j- diving back coming straight down. The, yeah, without the ability to see, like they would need okay. four tables or okay. something for so it to work. You look at this spot, and then you look at Bubba, uh, the 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 big like twenty foot ladder Bubba push from SummerSlam, or I think it's SummerSlam, where he goes through the tables that are in the entrance way. Yeah. Um. I think like you have to have that double stack. Fucking look at Bishop and Justice. Like you have to have a double stack, or else that is pure death. Like, well, I, think, I mean, not yeah, not to I say not to say that. Ha- I think you have to have someone who is looking forward. Like, yeah, literally well, looking. I'm not going to say tables though. Otherwise, <laughs> I'm not going to say that Justice and uh, and Bishop like smartly laid that out, but they did as much as they could. <laughs> like, I think. Um, Let's say that that in, that New Jack uh, Vic Grimes incident uh, has inspired has made wrestling safer for all of us. Nice, New yeah. Jack, safety first, New Jack. Yeah, um, Jerry. Um, now, but yeah, so somehow Matt uh, gets <laughs> off of the table, and yeah. that leads to yeah. What does he roll off to the floor? That's like eight feet. He rolls <laughs> off from the floor. I don't fucking know. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> and then they uh, so uh, Jeff and Bubba. Ray are on top, and he Bob Ray gets brained. He's gonna splash Matt through the tables. I think was the plan. Yeah, um, yeah. Which I have written down ridiculous since both are eliminated. But apparently, I didn't know the rules to the match, so not that ridiculous. Just ridiculous in the abstract. <laughs> yeah, uh, one more big chair shot for Bubba. Yeah, and he falls. And... He falls backwards off the balcony. Um, I think the plan was to somehow get both of the Hardys on there. Okay. That might have been it. That that that, was, that Matt was yeah. on the bottom. Yeah. I mean, we're talking hypothetical logic in a, in a scripted I don't, yes, fight. Yes, it doesn't. Like... <laughs> I, yes, from tw- from a match from twenty years ago. Like, who cares? The point is, uh, Bubba goes through the he goes through the closer two ta- uh, double tables, the table on top of each other, and boom, that's it's a it's a great bump. Both of the tables on top and one of the ones below. So and then, he goes through three of the four. Which, again, all right, so, first of all, King says that was an offensive move. 
JR says, I don't know, King, but he's already gone through a table. So, again, who knows what the rules are? Well, um, I mean, he went off because <clears throat> Jeff already hit him with a chair. Yes. That's good okay. enough by me. I, That's I agree. That's offense. I agree. Um, I will say this. We talked about this. Justice Payne versus Jay Briscoe. Tables breaking or not breaking when maybe you meant for them to. They're kind of lucky that they ended up with one unbroken table from Bubba's yes. Ball. I, I would imagine they probably had another table nearby for the finish in case. But it works out perfectly um, because Matt delivers one final unprotected chair shot to Devon <laughs> before putting him on the remaining table. And uh, and Jeff removes his shirt, his shirt. delivers the, the finger guns. It's and it's not a swan-like, you know, beautiful swanton bomb that we'd see from him like on a normal occasion. It's a really floaty, sort of like dreamlike senton bomb and just cr- destroys him, crushes him absolutely the 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 swanton bomb that he gives to edge and christian i believe both of them um or i think it's christian and devon at wrestlemania 2000 that's off the really high ladder on the tables that are super close to the bottom of the ladder that feels like he just sort of falls off this feels like a a true jump this is a dive and yeah that hardy's win uh in my head it was like dumb logic at times but maybe I just didn't know what the rules were so if you're going to watch this match keep in mind that the rules don't make any sense and we can't pretend to know what they mean and we just have to put our we're in the hands of these two fucking crazy brother teams you know and the only people who know how the rules are are these four nobody else nobody else maybe maybe Anthony Gurria like Maybe they tried uh, to explain to Pat Patterson what they were doing. Howard Who knows? Finkel somehow knows what the rules are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got to announce it, right? If he fucks yeah. up, then the whole thing is is a wash. Oh, and they and they also like there's there isn't there like a five second delay after the uh, table after uh, the swanton and like <laughs> yeah, the bell. Like, nobody oh, knows. Okay. Nobody knows what happened. <laughs> it's great. It's it great. Yeah, they send a telegram. It's, like it's it's not instant. Uh, it's great shit though. It's fantastic. Uh, Beautiful, okay. beautiful match. I loved this match. I've been looking for. I I didn't actually end up rewatching. So you know what? I was gonna. I told I told you that I went on and watched some more of the 2000 Raw and SmackDown. I was gonna rewatch Cactus and um, and uh, Triple and H. Honor. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was just gonna watch this show, right? But then my daughter came out like right when they were about to do the bikini contest, and I was just like, man, I. First of all, I could, I could all right, so I could skip this and go right to the thing where the guy like bleeds a fucking pint. Like that's not any better. I'd rather my I'd rather my daughter see the cat in a fucking string bikini than see like Hunter almost bleed to death. Like so I was just like, all right, well, I maybe I'll watch that some other Her time. Vino Whippleman is not as as gruesome. Oh yeah, we watched uh, Her Hervina versus Cat in a, the Snow Bunny match, which I don't think anybody and the company knows what snow bunny even means, <laughs> but that, that's what they called it. Um, and man, I, I totally forgot about Harvey Whippleman who is apparently like 32 years old at this point. I know. <laughs> he's not he's even an old man. He, he looks like a fucking, he looks like he like lived and survived the AIDS crisis, um, which I guess in a sense he did, but you know, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Hell of a match. Great era. I'm going to continue watching through that. And, um, you probably catch up back to where I started watching uh, WWE again or WWF again because I was a, I was pretty much after Owen Hart died, um, I was ten and it like bummed me out like a lot. Yeah. And I, I watched some WCW here and there. Um, I remember like Russo coming in and not understanding who Vince Russo was, 
and just being like, all right, I'm going to go back and watch. And then The Undertaker came back. And that was the big thing for me. Biker Taker coming back after the, the Iron Man in May. Yeah. Um, I was just like, okay, fuck it. Let's watch what. And then Benoit's feuding with The Rock. And Angle is there. And they got the hardcore title is like in full effect. Steve Blackman is like getting fucking hardcore title matches. Like I was, I was in. But by SummerSlam, I remember specifically SummerSlam was the first. I remember uh, Fully Loaded 2000 being in an AOL chat room and like getting the results live fed to us through it. Um, and that's how I like experienced fully loaded 2000. Um, and then SummerSlam, I got my dad to order the pay-per-view and I remember specifically, I was sleeping on an air mattress, not because I didn't have a bed, but because I really liked this air mattress and I taped it and I watched it for the next week. And Hell yeah. the TLC match, the Shane Blackman match, the fucking three-way where uh, Angle gets concussed like 10 seconds in. All of the TV leading up to that with the, the love triangle with Triple H and, and Angle and Stephanie. My fa- my favorite, my absolute favorite era of, of WWF television. Just, and I'm having fun, having fun watching it. So if you're out there and you need something like that, that's that's some good shit right now. Thank you for making me watch this match and putting me back in that mode. Absolutely, you're welcome. I lo- fucking love it too. Uh, all right, so Chris here's another Chris Kresge. Chris Kresge. Chris Kresge, baby. Uh, MTV hero too. This guy was fucking everywhere. He's a. He has a it's, resume. It's a. It's he was, a and it resume. is a fucking loss that he yeah. uh, died. Eh? Yeah. But he should have like he should have a job. He, he should like, be writing for AEW now. Yeah, he should have had a job <laughs> for fucking life in yeah. in wrestling of any yeah. kind. Gives for a sure, shit. for sure. Um, he he sh- he could have he could have made TNA good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe. Who's to say? Anyway, hey, next he, he up. Made okay, so TNA do you want better. do you want to go? What'd you say? I said he could have made TNA better. He could have made. Well, yes. <laughs> it is good. We 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 you, you yeah. know we love we are very proud of things evolving. Monsters America's Ball, most wanted. King of the Mountain. Six sided cage. <laughs> Hardcore ten. Yeah, love it all. Love it all. Uh, Gail Kim, thank you for existing. Um, all right, where are so we going? So what do we got? We got right now. We got. Mm, the Midnight Rockers and okay, okay. play and Buddy Rose and Doug Summers. So all right, so this is the famous one. This is the bloody one. Um, Blood in the sand is the, that weird guy who's like who was like sixteen said on uh, PWO <laughs> that always stuck with me, but it is true. Okay, this is for this is from August thirtieth, uh, nineteen eighty six. The Showboat at the Showboat Sports Casino Shorts Sports Pavilion in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, Midnight the, Rockers, right? Is that they're, mid, called the yeah, Midnight they're still the Midnight Rockers? Yes, for the Sean AWA World Tag Team titles. Okay. Sean and Marty versus uh the versus uh Pretty Boy uh Doug Summers and the Playboy Buddy Rose right. with Sherry Martell. Yes. So I, I yeah I I didn't I don't all right I know this match is mega famous. I'm not sure I've ever actually seen it before this. Um. I don't know why. I've seen like cage matches between them. I think yeah. they, made, they had like five matches in a, like a six month span that all made tape. Um, I never watched the full AWA Death Valley Driver set. I've, you know, AWA uh, hunted, is but... uh, a weird promotion. Let's let's keep it at that. Yeah, and yeah. let's just say that AWA is full of bullshit and sometimes is really boring. But I want to say the Showboat '86 run is full of amazing shit. It has the sure. Vader fuck is the fucking baby Vader, Hansen. Vader versus Hansen. Yeah, yeah, it has that's all, a great match. It has like Manny Fernandez versus Wahoo in the in the strap match. Is the, the fucking shit out of each other. Oh, I haven't seen that. That sounds good. Um is Bachwinkle Hennig 60 minute draw from 86 Showboat? 
I it might be. There's or is Bach, that from St. Paul or something? It might be from St. Paul, but there's Bachwinkle, Hennig stuff. There's yeah. ba- there's Hennig Hansen stuff that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hansen's uh, run there is really really solid. Um, really weird era for him as an uh, like a, in in America. Um, I guess his entire career in America post like WWF run is or WWF yes, run is pretty weird. Russell him versus Vader at Wrestle War like. 90, yeah, yeah, what the yeah. fuck is that shit? Him and anyway, Sid, him and Sid squashing Lee Scott and whoever else. <laughs> like, God. Weird stuff happening. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, so um, I forget. I forget what the fucking. We don't hear the song, but it's some other licensed song that the Midnight Rockers come out to. Uh, okay. Running after midnight, maybe doesn't okay. matter. Uh, the heels come out to dress you up by Madonna, which I did not realize yeah. exactly what it was. Z Bar. Z Bar. It's so good though. That's Z Bar's so entrance, right? I it might have been. Or does he come out to Lucky Star? Maybe uh, Eva and and Connor can can come through and let us know. Does Z Bar come out to Lucky Star or Dress You Up in My Love? <laughs> Both incredible songs. Um, I listened to the two part. Uh, uh, you must remember this about Madonna and Sean Penn. Um, Jesus Christ! Fantastic. If you haven't listened to that, if you're like a, if you have any interest in in Madonna or you know cocaine in the 80s like, yes check it out real good real good um uh, sean penn what a psychopath oh uh, he's, he's great he's great so yeah and just have you i i still need to see it but you know casualties of war oh yeah i've seen the de palma movie where they like uh they do that horrible thing yes yes apparently like he was just big dogging michael j fox the whole time and he just kept going over to him calling him a tv actor i feel Tiny like i've act. heard that yeah michael it's j so fox good. is actually the standout performance in that Oh, yeah, um, as far as I know. It's pretty good. John, I, but, I mean, you got Johnny Legs, too. It is a movie that I'm like, fuck, I need to see that shit. It's brutal. It's, like, it's a rough watch. I'll say that. Casualties of War, I think it's 88. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's incredible a, that he made, not not to get too De Palma, knowing all, our friend circle, who are all fucking De Palma freaks, but, like, it's incredible that he made a movie that, that movie, and then somehow found a way to make an even more brutal war movie with Redacted that, like, got him I never, I never saw, I never saw Redacted. That's Oh six or something, right? Yeah, uh, that was supposed to be his like return to grittiness or whatever. It's like he's never really gritty, but okay. I remember that being a thing on IMDb forums. Like he's going to go back and do this is his return to. You remember Scarface? This is his return to being like a tough, you know. (laughs) That famous Scarface, that movie, yeah, that's like such a such a gritty movie. This movie about millions and million dollars of cocaine. Yeah, these gigantic fucking beautiful mansions. Anyway, you know, talk about gritty though. Uh, this fucking match is so seedy. This is the this heel team of uh, Buddy Rose and Doug Summers is just yeah. these two paunchy, just I mean straight up fat in the case of Buddy, ble- bleach blonde, psychopathic motherfuckers. They're Doug great. is big. Doug is actually like he, he's like a good six three or so. I was yeah, I, I didn't remember him being so tall. Yeah, he just he's towers not, over the rockers. And he's not yeah, and he's not like I mean nobody like Buddy Rose is like. I mean, the only guy who comes close um, is Hero, basically, to having the Buddy Rose, like, sort of. And even Hero is, like, significantly taller than Buddy Rose. Buddy Rose is just one kind. And he's also one of the fucking greatest wrestlers to ever live, sure. as far as I care. And this is the first time we've ever done a Buddy match on this show, I believe, which seems yes. impossible, but also very possible. Um, Rod Trongard informs us early on that Marty is 22 years old and Sean is 20. So, like... <laughs> Really, like, digging in here. Um, I don't know when either guy debuted, but they're 
I'll say this. Sean has positively awful hair here. Yes. Um, his offense seems to consist, at least early on, of like 80% victory rolls. Yes. Um, he does like a sweet chin music as a transition move for two early on. Um, and then it becomes the match that you know it is when Doug grabs him on the apron, uh, runs him headfirst into the turnbuckle. Like, not the pad, but the actual metal buckle that attaches the, the, you know, the ropes to the ring yes. post. Um, Sean bumps to the floor. And then when we cut to a camera angle that shows Sean on the floor, his head is under the ring skirt. And you know what he's doing under there. So <laughs> He's doing lines. Yeah. No, he's, he's cutting himself up. And you're like, all right. Yeah, he emerges it from is. a fresh puddle and is a mess immediately. Um, and Doug is evil. Doug Summers, it's like, I haven't seen a lot of Doug Summers. I think probably, oh, if I've probably 90% of the Doug Summers matches I've seen. If, if I've seen 10, then I'm going to say nine of them had him and Buddy as, uh, as tag partners. That so. feels right for me, too. Doug Summers is one of those guys that I know on reputation has a bunch of other shit that's good. I just don't know where to fucking find it. I don't know if where there's, the fuck it Yeah, was. is there even tape of it? Who knows? Yes. Um, but he is he is uh, really nasty here. He, he's like, he goes right after the cut with like stomps and punching and biting. Uh, Buddy gets in and punches Sean's bloody forehead and then licks the blood from his knuckles. Like, I guess at this point, you know, I, I like what eighty six is the Reagan administration still saying AIDS is a hoax. I'm not sure. They're, they have yet to acknowledge AIDS. Okay, so licking blood was still very kosher in in eighty six. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Not to make a pun. Yeah. Oh yeah. About okay. body. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't. I never make a pun. Come on. Um, but then, all right. So Sean comes through with these like stray punches here and there, uh, but this is mostly just him selling his ass off with like a stained up forehead, and he is yeah. really good at it. Um, for for a guy that like in his late career basically ruined the concept of selling, he yes. is he is amazing here. He like he he like he'll barely even get close to making a tag uh, to Marty in for the most part. But he'll like he'll like take a step towards him, and then just like slow down and get shaky, um, or you know like B- Buddy or Doug will come in and like they'll they'll almost tease him for how like close they let him get to making a tag before cutting him off. Um, he is like he is brutalized in a way that is like uh, like almost almost like sad like he, he comes off at you know the the idea of a, like a good baby face selling uh performance is to get sympathy from the crowd obviously it's wrestling 101 i was like i felt like bad for him yes. <laughs> like one point there's like a moment where he like starts to reach for a tag for marty and doug just sort of looks at him and just like he doesn't shake his head but he just sort of like slowly like he's toying with him he allows him to get a little closer and then just slowly cuts him off um, Sean is like pathetic in a really sad way in this match. Um, it's, it's great. Great performance. Could not believe it. Um, that's, <laughs> it's it's me, incredible. It's me so going good. off on Sean Michaels being good on, on my podcast. It's something you, I don't know. It's bound to happen eventually, but yes. Well, I mean, it is 1986, Sean. It's, we're not talking 2008, Sean. Man, yes. Sean, Sean is really good in that 97 match with mankind. Like, Sean was good for over a decade. It's, he was good for over a decade. It's crazy. It's, uh, There's a reason a, he became so, like, became the guy. I get it, but shit, man. Fuck. <laughs> Ruined it all. Really, he really fucking did. Um, um, yeah, so he does, he does 
he he gets thrown out uh, at some point. He gets back in at like a nine count, uh, and then he fires off some punches, blocks a few, like really great like timing on the blocks, and he's landing his punches really well. Really well. The crowd really reaching like a like every time he gets a comeback attempt that gets cut off. The crowd gets a little louder and a little louder, and then you know every cutoff is like a more like just oh deflation every time like Summers manages to cut him off. He finally does stumble in for the tag, and the Marty hot tag is amazing. It's incredible shit, yeah. It Summers gets his ass completely fucked, head thrown over the buckle into the ring post. He blades in full view of the entire crowd and camera, but no one would notice <laughs> because all of the heat in the building is on Marty uh, on the apron going after Buddy and Sherry hopping up to distract him. Um, now, what happens here? How Marty ends up getting cut worse than either of the other guys does. <laughs> I think um, Buddy hits him on the ring post. Okay, but like on the like a conventional <clears throat> ring post bump, not the top. Which, sure, which is just like insane to ever see. So um, while I was watching a... Doug in the ring cut himself open, that there were there were two different blade jobs happening at the same time. Incredible, same damn time, same <laughs> damn time. Uh, and it's just it's so and it's it's so gross. It's just this is, and it's just it it's such a it's such a war. And and it just but it's at no point do you feel like the Rockers stand a fucking chance. Doesn't well, matter. Yeah. Does it? I so yeah. This this does feel like some some pretty intense like heel deconstruction, which we're gonna see more of in the in the the women's match we're gonna talk about. Um, but this does feel like just just a, a completely insurmountable task for the baby faces. Um, but what I what I want to know, like what fucking possessed these guys to go out there. And on this specific night, and do triple juice. Like, the crowd was hot for that, like, first big tag. But they're, like, almost shocked at some points in the back half of this. Where there's, like, an unsettling quiet to them. Um, Was this, like... I mean, the showboat was one of their big... You know, they did big shows here. Was this the main event? Like, was this building off of something? Do you have any idea, like, why this... Well, this would have been free AWA and ESPN, I think. So I think this was a... Get the fuck over. It's like get the fuck over for Vern. Like prove that we are like. So this is that, Marty and, and Sean doing their. I think. Well, also, I think like it's a like this is the program we want, but we have to make sure that it's like like the guy like those four, and I suppose like basically Marty and Sean being like we are going to make sure that this is absolutely that they do not yeah. fucking because AWA would go for with a program for forever. Obviously, they that was not an issue for them, but uh to give it heat to actually showcase it in ways yes uh, and and if you're young guys you have to make sure that like this sticks and you're not going to be sent to fucking san antonio yeah because Vern did not Vern did not respect like a a hotshot young babyface team like he was not he did not like like pretty boy wrestlers generally yeah did not do well and here's the thing that's part because partly because they sabotaged them, but it was also just running that NFC North ass, like loop <laughs> of uh, Green Bay, Milwaukee, Chicago. Sure. It's a, like, it's a, it's a ugly part of the country, a really ugly part of the country. A, at least, sir, I always remember this. The line is that like the AWA always did really bad in the summer because people just did not want to be fucking indoors in those miserable ass places. Yeah. Why would you want to be indoors in uh, like fucking North Interesting. Dakota Interesting. In, uh, in July? That's like the one time of the year that it isn't hard, like the it isn't like fucking miserable yeah and it's, i live it's... close to there like i i know i see it um we're we're reaching some really nice months here and we're not allowed to go outside it fucking sucks yeah um i want to say this so sean and marty have definitely done like a bunch of shoot interviews over the years 
have you ever heard them like speak with like reverence towards Buddy and and Doug? Because it feels like they they exist. Their careers going forward exist almost entirely off of this feud. Like yeah, I'd agree. I would agree fully. And yet, it, their AWA run is like almost unacknowledged. The idea of the Midnight Rockers yeah is like. A fake thing. That's like a. They might as well be the Southern Rockers. Like, no, they didn't fucking have. Wait, happen. who is the Southern that Rockers? Um, is that Dunn and uh, not Dunn and Marcos? Uh, well done. It might have been well done. Well, at least one of them. At least uh, at least one of. Right. I have. I've Rockers. seen so little like early '90s USWA outside of the big angles and the Mick Memphis shit. So I, I'd love to watch some of that sometime. Yeah. Um, I, I just can't. Like, uh, it's just like they. That's like no, there. There's a moment where I think Trongard uh, refers to uh, Ita- uh, like Marty Janetti get, the getting out that Italian that Italian spirit off the like the <laughs> Irish blood, and I'm picturing Marty Janetti as a member of the FBI. And how sick that would have been! Oh, like uh, just, like '97, Marty. Yeah, '97. Like, like extreme. 97. He's been fired for for drug tests like three times by Vince, and he comes in and and Paul's like, no, you should do more drugs. Yes. Here, hang out with Tommy Rich. <laughs> oh that sounds go get, great go get wasted with uh I, guido i never the, uh, the, m- m- mr beer bash himself sure sure yeah 25 before noon um no i i never really considered janetti as like uh like a a, a greaser you know i guess he yeah, totally it's is so strange but he is uh, a true greaser for sure uh shout out to uh joe, joe lanza uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right so the, the Marty throws wild punches in this more miss than land, right? His yeah. like his windmilling wind windmilling is some of the most unhinged I've ever seen. Like real like Terry Funk movements. But then he gets this chance every now and then to like measure off a few, like real you know precise um, measure off a few punches to Buddy, and the clarity that he like nails some of these straight rights with also resembles funk so what i'm thinking is marty might be one of the best punchers ever like for for variety i think i'm he's obviously going to be a cut below lawler and funk but he's got a funk feel to him in this match where he throws those wild ones when he's you know uh fighting away and then when he's like measuring in and taking offense or taking taking the offensive he i mean ha- he's such a good puncher in that uh in his like in the uh wwf 93 94 run see i gotta like, rewatch that so many Oh, that shit is so good. There's no blood in that, though, so it's hard there's to no focus blood. on. There's no blood. No, it's different. It's different, but it's just the same. Like, like the way he, like, there's that, his one Intercontinental title match, which I yeah. don't, I don't even remember if he technically, no, he wins by count out, I believe, against Bam Bam Bigelow, where it's like a, where he's just flying himself. That's like on a, a Raw? Tr- yeah, and okay. it's like a true, like, uh, pl- the planes trying to crash into King Kong sort of match. Sure. It's so fucking good. Uh and he's just he can rail rail him off. He Marty's Mar- Marty uh truly his own worst enemy. Yeah. Uh to yeah. quote a different uh beloved um wrestler from uh the Super Bowl of Wrestling ninety five, Bud Landell. Uh sure. All, Marty also fantastic that match I think that have you seen that match? Him versus Al Snow all from that show? Uh Buddy versus Al? No, no, Marty, uh, versus, Marty. Al. Marty versus Al from, from the, the main su- event. Smoky yeah, Marty... Mountain Super Bowl of Wrestling. Yeah, Marty I has haven't. a match. With, I've seen uh, uh, Sean. I've I've only I've seen Buddy and Sean. I've seen that match. Um, but that's well, it. that they they have like this long ass like twenty five minute like m- like very ridiculous like sort of Al Snow. Mul- 
Very yeah, underrated. it's very Al Snow, like Al Snow, King of the Indies in the mid nineties. Yeah, but it holds the fuck up, and I think most of that is because Marty Jannetty is cool. fucking great. I will have uh, to check that take. out. I'll have to check well, that out. Somehow yeah, he's... that is still a hot take to people. Um, no, well, it's hard. Offensive. It's hard because like you, when you say, "Oh, Marty was the better rocker," people are just like, "Okay, you're just being contrarian," and I get that. Like it's it's such a, like an impossible uh, opinion to have if you don't if you haven't seen the footage if you haven't spent all these years turning on Shawn michaels in such a complete way like you look at the career side by side what did sean do in in this decade or well the the 2010s he he wrestled a bunch of he wrestled a few epics um really like matches that i don't like the fucking those undertaker matches i don't like them at all and you know did dramatic shit in special guest referee roles and then came back for Saudi Arabia and shit, which I still haven't watched. <laughs> I should watch that. I hear it's really funny. Um, uh, that's, what, uh, doesn't Triple H get extremely fucked up in that match? I have, I have no idea. I, I, we should watch it. We should watch it at some point. Um, like that's what our, if we ever do like a Twitch stream, we should just watch Saudi Arabia matches and talk yes. over them. Um, no, I, I have, I've never got to voice my opinions about Goldberg taker. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta do that. <laughs> we gotta do that. Um, so the, um, the thing that, like, you look at their late careers, right? And what has Marty done in the last 10 years? Well, Marty's wrestled, he's done, he's had two really good matches with Joey Janela, first of all. Uh, but he's also just been like a, he's been a, like a crazy person, like, on the internet. Um, just outright, like, posting on Facebook, being insane. Like, you measure up their careers with each other. I'm going to take Marty every time just because he's he's way more fucking Joker-fied, obviously. Yes. Um, and, like, I, I, I like... Watch the, the fucking AIW J-Lit uh, 2018 match. 2018. Yeah, against against Janela. Um, their match at Spring Break the year before is also pretty good, but a little more goofy. Um, the, the fucking passion of Marty Jannetty match that happens with him and Janela. Yeah, Marty dies. Marty yeah. really fucking dies in that match. It's incredible. It's it, happened. It's amazing. Um yeah, so Marty's great. He gets Buddy Haymakers him, falls backwards into a tag. Sean gets back in, throws this also fantastic punches, like lands like six perfect precision punches. Yes, as, the jaw. as much yeah, as much as Sean pisses us off, um Sean uh, had a fucking run, as we just said. He was real good. It's just Marty is um one of the most underrated wrestlers to ever live. Yeah. He's also so charming and, you know, cocaine, obviously. Sean's yeah. a pill guy, um, but Marty's a cocaine guy. We respect that more. Yeah. Um, speaking of, five years clean today. There you go. <laughs> can't, yeah. can't do shit. Can't even go to a meeting and get my fucking chip, but five years, baby. Um, gonna, my wife's going to make me a cake, probably. Um, no, he fucking... Somehow the ref gets bumped. Buddy and my, Marty fight on the floor. Marty takes some sort of, like, rib buster over some chairs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like those old those showboat chairs, which yeah, really cool. yeah, they're like iron chairs with thin padding on them, but they don't budge. So he lands on the back of it, and just, oh, it looked bad. It looked real fucking bad. Um, more refs come out. Brawl continues. Match gets thrown out as a DQ or a double DQ. Who the fucking you know who knows? Um, just total chaos. Bunch of baby faces come out, break it up. Brawl continues and fits and starts. Sherry's dragging away Doug Summers. Greg Gagne's on the mic like. <laughs> doesn't know how to speak never he's like he's like he's up there talking like he's fucking joe biden in 2020 like he has no coherence or, or cognizance um he says he's never seen anything like this before which yeah okay 
In his 13 years of wrestling, that's just such a strange thing to yeah. say, considering his dad is very fucking gone. You're like, he's, he's watched fucking the, the Crusher body. and the Bruiser. Like he's seen he's seen things you people wouldn't believe. He's, yeah, he's seen, never seen anything he, like this. Yes, he's seen Matt, the Mad Dog Vachon take the fucking razor blade into his like three inches yeah. into his fucking head. Yeah, yeah, I've seen Mad Dog Vachon nearly bleed to death off the shoulder of Orion. Um, yeah, it's fucking. <laughs> I it, knew we were going there. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's it's cool. It's a good match. Um, it's yeah. I don't know. I, I think. I don't know if a finish would make it better for me. I think it works just fine. Um, for me, it was just a revelation that Marty has. That was my ultimate takeaway from this was I need to see more Doug Simmers. I'd like to see him in a singles match just as like a shitty heel, like in playing like a Tolly Blanchard type. Um, and Marty has Terry Funk level punches, which nobody has ever said. And I feel like it's important for us to be the first to say it. So absolutely. Awesome. Awesome match. Sherry looking good. Also always got to, Throw that out there. Boom. Yeah. Double guns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Um, all right. I have to piss. Um, anything you want to hit on before we before we go? Uh, everybody should watch more AWA 86. That whole run is so weird and, and strange. The only thing people really know about it is the Wrestle Rock rap, which is, sure. is great. It's, a, it's also it's good. A monument, but it's also very good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jerry Blackwell. What, what a man. Yeah. But, uh, you know. He's almost it, two men. Yes, but every, but uh, this AWA was good. It was just also uh, AWA, so it's uh, confusing and boring and uh, depressing. Yeah, down the card, it's not it's not going to be... It'll do a bunch of shit where you're just like, what the fuck is this? What are you doing, Vern? You... You're going to have to listen to Greg Son Gagne on the mic. Like, it's not it's not going to be great all the time, but yeah, you you've cherry pick. You find your buddy Rose and Doug Summers. Your, uh, your slaughter matches. What was Vader's name at the time? Leon White, the baby oh, bull. It was just, oh, the baby bull, Leon White. Yeah. Pick your fucking 30-minute Kurt Hennig work rate, work rate matches. Yeah. Plenty to love. Plenty to love. Yeah. That's an Not, empty glass. Time for uh, our uh, regular break. And, time for a refill. Uh, we'll figure out uh, some uh, music to yeah. put in here. Yeah, it's it's your week. Happy birthday, by the way. <laughs> uh, thank you. Happy birthday to you. I'm sorry you got coronavirus on your fucking birthday. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know... So, just you know that that's my life you know yeah yeah <laughs> all right Yeah, we're um, all in this together. So. It's yeah, not me us. It's been a rough week uh, <laughs> on on the yeah. internet. I took like a full like twenty four hours off of like looking at posts, um, just because it was like I don't know, man. I don't. I can't. I cannot just sit here and accept fucking you know neo libs with 
fucking Hermione Granger avatars, like, just talking the amount of shit they have talked over the last week. I'm not saying I'm going to buy a gun. I'm saying I already bought one. Um, so, yeah, that's all. That's that's all. Um, we, you know, movement doesn't end just because some fucking folly into electoral politics that we all got roped into. <laughs> like, uh, you feel... I mean, you yeah, just... AOC 2024. No, <laughs> who gives a shit? We're good. Yeah. Even Elon, even Elon Omar or Rashida Tlaib. Uh, 2024. Eh, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. I mean, none of them have the resume yet. Um, none of them have you know the amount of like mainstream backing yet that that would even allow. I mean, I'm not saying that none of them you know could be a potential like you know candidate in like you know four terms from now or something like. But those those girls are all real young, man. They're all still just doing memes and shit. So like, I don't know. I'm that's that is the that is the scary thing, right? Is that we don't have like a central figure now, um, at least not on like a mainstream level. I know. Yeah. Um, what's the woman's name that founded the PSL? Gloria Lariva. Yeah, like she yeah. seems fucking great, but she's not visible enough. Like you know. I mean, I, I love the I love the idea of voting for. Uh... Leonard Peltier, uh, like in fucking prison. He's probably he might die this year. Who is that? Uh, Who's this been, guy? Leonard Peltier. Uh, he's been in prison for forty year, plus years for <laughs> a murder that he did not commit. Okay. He is a political prisoner because he was involved with the uh, American Indian movement. Okay. And they just framed him for killing some cops. He didn't do it. All right. Like he just didn't do it. And he's on the he's the vice president uh, for the PSL ticket. Okay. I did not. I didn't. I thought. I thought Lariva was going to run again for whatever reason. I guess. No. No. She's the. She's leading the ticket. He's. Oh, he's vice president. Okay. Sorry. Um, And that's that's cool as hell. Yeah. Hey, look. Eugene Debs got like three percent of the vote in 1920 while sitting on fucking in a penitentiary. So like, you know, it's it's a respectable way to way to do things. Yeah. Um. Welcome back. Dressing is gross. Um. Yeah, no, it's been it's been a week. It's been a weird one. Um, I'll tell you what, the coronavirus stopping me from being able to go and knock on doors. Um, I I've never felt like more in my element than I did just talking to strangers. You know about about Bernie Sanders, about you know whatever like light version of socialism you have to sell these ordinary yeah. fucking people on, and like trying to make it make sense to them, and then seeing that I could like sort of reach into their own interests and you know, sell it on a level that they, that they won't be afraid of. Um, I was good at it. I was real good at it. Yeah. you canvassing fucking rules for like anything. Like we've like right. gone around doing it for, uh, anti ice protests or, uh, anti gentrification shit. Sure. And just talking to people and be like, yeah, uh, fuck that shit. I don't like, I don't, does the word, how often does the word gentrification enter their minds? <clears throat> well, who right. gives a shit? They know it's fucking bad. Right. That's all that matters. And they, they know what it is even if they don't know the word. That's, that's yeah, part exactly. of it too, is you, uh, I, I, I do want to say that. Um, <clears throat> just because like the thing is over, it's not over. We just keep doing it. We just adapt, adapt any of the skills that we learned, our online harassment skills. Um, we just have, we just got to keep, keep hitting them snake emojis. You just keep doing it. It's not um, the voters who it's not the voters or the people who are the problem. It's the fucking system and yeah. the people in charge. Yeah. We just, just remember that. That's stay loud. Lot. Just don't do the thing of like, wow, it's the Democrats, they deserve Joe Biden. It's like, well, what the fuck are the Democrats? And there's like like random like assholes who voted for Biden in South Carolina because they thought he supported Medicare for all. Yeah. Or uh 
you know, uh, fucking Tom Perez, that yeah. potato, that potato, Mr. Potato Head looking motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that shit, you know? Yeah, I think, um, I, 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 I did say that, that I think, um, if somebody comes in your mentions while you're fucking saying that you're not going to vote for Joe Biden, uh, and they try to throw their, like, bullshit at you and talk about this. Republicans packing the courts like that's not going to already happen. Like just look. Republicans have packed the court. Yes, they, they've been doing. They're that good so at it. Long. They've they've strategically done it for fucking thirty they, years. They traded so many. The fucking John McCain thing, where they the Democrats traded so many fucking court appointments for to have uh, the FBI building named for a fucking Republican. Yeah, yeah. To own Trump. There's to the, own Trump. Fuck off. Fuck the fuck off forever. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh man. It's it's, it's what's in the cards. So. Um, just remember that, uh, yes, we, we do need to punish those people. Um, we do need to punish anybody who, who did vote for, for Joe Biden in the primary. But also remember that a lot of them just didn't know. And they just did what they were told because that's, that's what a lot of voters do. Um, so, yeah, um, keep fighting is important. It's really important. And um, hopefully when we can go outside again and talk to people face to face, we'll, you know, we can all convene on, on what we see to be the, the biggest issues that emerge over the next few years. Um, cause we're not going to have another Bernie Sanders for a long time. So we got to fight, we got to find our new fight, you know, and, and remember that our new fight is still the old fight. It just doesn't have a really cool old yelling guy in the middle of it. Dude shooting hoops. Yeah. Six, six foot two fucking hanging out with killer Mike. We're not going to have that again. So forget it. Just, you know, we can still do this, you know? Ah, uh, God, a... they should have a sons debate. Yeah, <laughs> they really should. Yeah, um, I don't really know a lot um, uh, about Hunter Biden beyond like him smoking crack, but oh, he got pegged. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of things. He's a, he's a hell of a guy. <laughs> hell he's yeah, a hell of a guy. And which he's... son? Which uh, Don Jr. Or... Don, we gotta go Don Jr. Yeah. I don't think Eric Trump could form full sentences. No, he, no, Trump, you, you now, put that Eric... would be interesting. Well, yeah, now that's the tallest one of all. Have you seen yeah. these pictures of him? I don't know. Have you seen it? You see this guy? Have you seen this guy? <laughs> uh, he's going to. He, I hope he ends up in the NBA. Yeah. And I hope he dunks in LeBron and Bronny James's face. Yeah. I yeah. think that would be very funny. Really, really bring it all full circle, and then he can have a Big Mac at the White House. <laughs> well, what, uh. if, what if Baron Trump run becomes president, but as a Democrat in 2040? Yeah. There we go. It's the hero that we deserve. Um. Mm, 2040 let's yeah that's yeah that, 2040 that's, that's fine shit yeah no yeah for this, for this completely implausible riff joke i'm making yeah he, he would be that. he would be 35 just like connor ratliff was when he did his i don't know if people know who connor ratliff is but um yeah i i think he would be right at this the perfect age so yeah let's uh well i'm gonna start campaigning right now um yeah well that's your your other current events minute yeah um we doing we doing There's no goddamn sports. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. There's nothing. We still talked about <laughs> Nick Foles for a minute. Like transactions are still happening. That's important. And hopefully they'll do a virtual draft, which would be great. I would love to see it. I'm sad um, that the thing with the boats that setup isn't gonna happen. That seemed like that seemed like such a perfect metaphor for us what to do the draft is now. Okay, so the NFL had this setup because they're gonna do the draft in Vegas and they had they're going to do it like out on like a the fucking in front of a casino in like our hotel technically you know to keep it up on the up and up and sure. uh like in front of like the fucking uh water fountain and they're just going to have like 
They're like the fucking canals of Venice. And the players are going to get <laughs> the boat and literally just take and they go up and then like take the cap and be like, hey, that's I'm awesome. The Bill Jaguar now. Hey, <laughs> look, fucking look at me. I'm a, I'm a London Charger. <laughs> yeah, the London Chargers. Uh, no, I, I think this is where the pneumatic tubes come back. You just you just tube them a hat. They can, yeah, you, in the, you tube it and zoom it. So that's, that's, that's what it's going to be all about. Um, how are you going to get your stool sample to those people? What are you going to do? <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I didn't have to ride the bus when I did it, but when I did my, uh, my sperm samples for my like six, uh, nine, and 12-week checkups after my vasectomy, um, I, at one point, I put them in a Panera bread bag. I said, yeah. I say, I say them. It. My sperms, I don't know. They give you a little cup. You little wigglers. Yeah, they give you a little cup, and they give you one. They give you three cups, and you have to do three samples. But they only give you one bag. Hmm. So, <laughs> so I I brought in a Panera bread bag, and I was like, "Here you go." And they were like, "Oh no, this is a." I, so I think they thought I was delivering food, but I was not. <laughs> I was not delivering food. I mean, you are giving them a different kind of soup. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. It was a, and it was it was a cup, not a bowl. Okay, I'm not, I'm not a star. Just uh, do what I can. You're not um, some holsterman. Yeah, yeah, man. That man comes a fucking gallon every day, <laughs> and you'd think it would like hurt his um his like hydration, like he'd have some sort of issue. But nope, nope. He just keeps on doing it. Face full of ass. Face full of ass. Yeah. Oh. Uh, we need a Zellner Deuce and Holtzman podcast. I want to get Zellner on this show. I've been listening to Between the Sheets again. I, I meant to tell you this. Have I, you? I I don't I don't know what possessed me. It was like I had like a, I was like I want to listen to something about wrestling. And yeah, and, you I know that. I <clears throat> and I want to I, I want to listen to something sincerely about wrestling. And you know, Bad Wrestling Podcast, uh, the Rotten Era Memory Podcast, great shows in their in their own right. But they they do have, you know. They do have like a tone to them. Um, Connor and Eva are super sincere, but like they're doing a very specific era, right? Yeah. I wanted to listen to somebody talk about fucking, you know, Kaz Fujita, you know, 2002 matches or whatever. Like, I don't know what possessed me specifically, but I downloaded uh, like from like three weeks ago some fucking six hour between the sheets. And I listened to it while I was falling asleep. And then it was still playing when I woke up. <laughs> And it was nice. It was really nice. I don't know. They were talking about um, the WWA Australia show from 2002. Or like, I don't know. Who else is talking about this shit? I know. Oh, they're they're when, not. When we do when we do our uh, all Hoovy episode in uh, several years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll fit it in. Yeah, uh, yeah. Chris Chatty, I I do. Um, I do value those guys and what they do and how much they do, even though I uh, really despise one of them. And the other one I only like on a very uh, ironic level. Yes. <laughs> um, I think Between the Sheets is overall a good podcast and I'm happy it exists. It's a valuable source. Yeah, definitely. I'm glad The fact that it has an audience is it kind of owns. No, totally. Even if, even if you and I have said on this podcast that we could do a better version of it. Sure. Much easily. But we also, there's no time. Like, yes, unfortunately. How do they do it? I don't know. Do you? Did you see Bix talking about like his like his making, roommates? Yeah, I'm like fucking losing it. That shit. It's like, motherfucker, you do record at least twelve hours. Not even just. Oh yeah. He does other shit. 
Oh yeah, and so and the like, amount of the what? research, the note taking that it must take, because like that's the thing about this podcast, right? Is we do two two and a half hours or whatever. We're approaching two hours right now. We haven't even gotten to our third match, but that's because we haven't recorded in a month. Those guys talk every fucking week, every week, sometimes multiple times a week, depending on if they've got like Patreon shows or whatever they're doing. Six hours on average, five six hours, and me and you do two hours. It takes me just as long to watch and take notes on the wrestling as it does for us to record. And then, you know, editing and, and you know, the, the brainstorming of the ideas and what song are we going to use and what's the audio clip and all this fucking show notes and all that. Like, there's so much. And we're just, like, riffing. We don't give a shit. It's yeah, great. And, yeah, and they, they have a they, – they're you know what? To their credit, a very, uh, like, tight – like. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe maybe they're on the fly and they just got good at it because they've done 250 episodes or whatever. That show feels tight. That show feels as tight as like any other podcast I listen to. It's it's really impressive. Uh, looking like listening to their show for the first time um, since we started doing our show. Really, um, I've been very impressed by by what they do. Um, even though I, I find it completely pathetic and and feel for their. <laughs> feel for them uh in, in in the sense that they have nothing else and this is like their entire lives and i think that's kind of sad but also it's good it's only 40 percent of bo james's life <laughs> he's on there a lot he's still on there like every four episodes oh yeah no between the sheets it's good uh, i don't know how i got in the subject oh wrinkly old balls is what we're yeah 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 faceful of ass Wrink- wrinkly old balls the pleated old balls yeah speaking of wrinkly old balls uh Rest in peace. The Yokohama Bunkai Gymnasium. <laughs> All right. Which is where a, our third match takes place. Pretty okay segue. Uh, uh, yeah. I'll I've accept had, it. I've had better. From uh, Arjun. Is that how you say this? Arcyon. Arcyon. <laughs> it's such a weird name. Nobody knows how to fucking say From it. From Arjun. Arjun. It, it, makes, it makes a certain kind of sense when you think about it. Oh, God. Connor's never going to let me live that one down. Dude, I think I could fuck about how pissed Connor's gonna get when I say some bullshit like all the fucking time. <laughs> and then uh-huh. he'll, and then I'll and then he'll just be like, why, why would you think that? Uh, hello, I am Connor. And I'm like, motherfucker. Uh, he's the best. He's uh he's big fan. He's so Connor. deranged, but you know, just it's... doing the Baba. No, yeah, I, I, just the biggest. That's the fucking biggest best bit I have right now. Is doing the Baba. Ba- like, he, I don't think he even consciously knows that he's doing Baba, but though he's just, sure no. If you do finger point too, no. It it's enters so the psyche and just and consumes him. Um, shouts out. Shouts uh, out. All right, from Arcyon, November twelfth, nineteen ninety nine. It's December eleventh. December eleventh. So. <laughs> I fucking know, right? Fuck. December eleventh. Uh, European formatting, nineteen ninety nine. Ayako Hamada and Akino versus yeah, Akino. Yes. Mimo Shimoda and Etsuko Mita, the Elcio, all right, uh, Los Cachorras Orientales. Good enough. Yeah, fuck. Los. <laughs> Which, Los, all right. Los Cachorras Orientales. Which I believe means the Oriental Cubs? The Oriental Puppies? Something weird like that. <laughs> Jerry Lawler. I, I think it's, it's strange energy. It's a strange energy, but good tag <laughs> team, good unit. When you include uh, Mama LCO or herself. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hokuto. yeah. Uh, yeah. Hokuto has been in some of the matches I've seen with them. Um, yeah. I think Kachoro means just like uh, baby animal. I know. Yeah. Cause we, I mean, there've been multiple luchadors most recently, uh, 
the current sure. Black Panther. Black Panther's, yeah, Junior. Uh, Blue Panther Junior. Who I, I don't even know who's who with that shit. It depends, the little one, the one who was in uh, in Busco, uh, 2014. Yeah, the one who does the crazy bullet to pay. Uh, love yeah, that yeah. guy. Love that guy. Have no yeah, idea just, what his gimmick is anymore. Cause he I, is Black Panther, and the big one is Blue Panther Jr. Okay, sure. That's the, that is the way that it's because one's big. The, the big one used to be Black Panther. He did. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and then, and what is wrong with Panther. CMLL? What happened to the people fucking booking that? I mean, I know it's he like, died, right? He had fucking he had Paco, he had, yeah. he had Joe, Joe Biden disease, and he died. But yeah, and somehow that seemed like it was gonna fix things. Oh, uh, did not. No, no. It didn't, no, it just unleashed the vipers. Yeah, and and yeah, and, and, then, and then Rush vipers. left. Yeah, and they fired Rush and Dragon Lee for. Uh, appearing in an ROH show for being too cute is what I <laughs> yes. heard. That's yeah. what I heard. Liter- but... Yeah, literally uh, for for doing their job, literally because yeah. they were at an ROH show. They just uh, yeah, because <laughs> Rush was when it was be- be- there to win the world title. Yeah, yeah, that, no like, big deal. No, fuck that shit. Can't do that. Uh, why would yeah? Why would we uh, are like <clears throat> a business partnership that we somehow get a, like yeah, like, bringing in the Briscoes like they they do bring in people. They're sending their guys King. out. Brought yeah. in Flip Gordon. Yeah. I like, Kenny King's all right. Flip Gordon is, is not. <laughs> well, he's good at balancing on the top rope. I'm very impressed every time I see him do it. Um, all right. So opening video of this is full of people that I can't tell what, from one another. <laughs> um, until we do get to, to Shimoda and, and Mita, like, destroying Aja Kong with a chair. Um, yeah. Shimoda has her like classic red outfit. I'm like, okay, I know, I know who this is. I remember this. Most of the late '90s Joshi I've seen are just random LCO matches, so I may have actually seen this match. I don't remember. Um, I finally, like, okay, Akino's the one with the short hair. I know Hamada. Like, I've seen her. I believe this is the first time we've done a father and child on this episode on the show, because we did Hamada uh, ages ago on the Togo episode, Grand Hamada that is, and mm. now daughter so no there's no way i'm not gonna think I don't about it know. there's no way yeah. um, this is the first did we do a jc rotten match probably <laughs> no we haven't well we haven't done a dusty match that's true jesus christ it. jesus yeah. christ um yeah so akino is uh the one with short hair that's like all right yes and then hamada is the one who looks like she's like likely to be arrested for crack or something in mexico <laughs> Uh, whatever it was, I'm not sure. What what did she get arrested? For? She got busted for meth, meth. in okay. Japan, and then she went back to Mexico and got busted again. Her... No, no, I'm not, not as far <laughs> okay. as I know. All right, she, she just had like she just has the vibe, you know. She just has that vibe, and that's why we love she her. She has wild woman vibe. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Um, so this is I don't know if this is explicitly a street fight, um, but like so it starts out. Babyface is reluctant to charge in on uh, Mita, who is holding a bright yellow chair that matches her outfit, which is cool. Yes. Um, LCO has slits in the backs of their outfit and the sleeves. Great look. Joshi fashion, always on point. Um, But I don't know. I don't know if LCO is the heel team here or if there is anything like that because... They are definitely the heel team. Okay. Well, so that's the thing is Akino Hamada, they rush Mita with double teams like pretty early on. Um, They hit a... a, Akino hits a like really nice Tobe Gun Hello. Hamada goes for this huge top rope aside moonsault. Uh, but gets nothing but her partner. Um, and then we fade into the split screen, right? Of just L- LCO just beating the shit out of him. Um, and we've talked about this on the very first episode. We talked about how valuable it would have been to see Justice Payne and Johnny Cashmere versus Jen Kasai and Nick Mondo with a split screen. So we could see both brawls happening at the same time. I love this. I love yes. this. But then, also, 
I couldn't focus on both at the same time. It's so unfortunate, I, isn't it? <laughs> it kept having to rewind, and like I'd keep missing shit. There's like a, a pile driver through a table that I only saw out of the corner of my eye, like later in the match. <laughs> I had to rewind to see that. Um, so yeah, cool idea. Still doesn't really work. That's it's chaotic. It's chaotic. 1999 technology, maybe 2020 could work. Mm. Yeah, we need to like figure out some sort of weird like interactivity where you you press the button on your screen if you want to watch Shimoda and Akino. You press this other. You swipe left or right. That's how you do it. Yeah. Um, that's how <laughs> Joshi's all about swiping. Um, so. I mean, this is a veteran <laughs> heel versus rookie baby faces because they're the baby faces because they are because they are uh, Arceon trained and bred. They Arceon had like a system like they had like registered numbers and all like and it was like like they were like 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 that's like signified like where you were like how you came up um, and then like I think Meet and Shimoda the first two debut felt numbers like they were the first invaders. Okay. Like, and eventually the promotion was sort of like. Diffused. Where do they come from? They came from All Japan Women, or. Uh, the, at this point, they just been freelancers. They left All Japan Women in September '97. Yeah, and then is they just spent... Hokuto has retired by this point, right? She retired in '98. She... No, she uh, never really retired oh, okay. uh, until I forget exactly when. She was in Gaia. Okay. Okay. Sure. So, and they've been which working was her Gaia, promotion working... that she. That was um, Chigusa Nagios. That was Nagios. Was okay. Okay. And but but that was relying a lot on the vets who were just like could not fucking deal with all Japan women shit or just like were, just like we're out of the budget for uh, JWP or whatever the fuck. Okay. Like, like just like a lot of the thing like the Japanese economy is a hell of a thing in the nineties. Uh, sure. Might not know that. Um, and so people are just ha- running out of money or just like random other money was coming in from like various. Uh, I know TV that their deals. recession happened like much quicker than ours did in America. Like their their boom period in the eighties, like it fell off a lot faster. I know that. Yeah. Much. Like RCN have like direct TV money as uh, like uh, and shit. Like they have like a weird amount of money, even though at this point they're not spending a ton. Like Asia had come in, but she was in from basically the ground floor. And she probably not... doesn't charge a lot either, right? She seems like a humble person who just wants to work. And she's, I think she's also just like, she also had like her ownership stake and was like trying to concentrate on like building the promotion. Sure. She's and probably training Rossi, most yeah. of the people and shit, right? Yeah. And then Rossi Ogawa would come in and uh, fuck everything up because he's uh, he's a bastard. The ha- that, that ha- he's got his pants like buttoned, but the zipper's undone and everything's just hanging out of the zipper. The, the fucking Japanese Epstein, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, uh, his his and, island. He never he never made enough money to actually buy the island, but in his mind, he's already there. See? Yeah, Fight Island is real. God, it's, I wanted to see that happen so bad. No, it was so good. It will it's still, happen. It still can. Yeah, it still can. Dana White as the the the, the true twenty first century uh, uh, little Saint James owner. It's gotta it's gotta happen. Make the 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 kids are underage, but hey, they're not fucking. They're fighting. Different kind, you know, that's different kind of uh, like like legal statute as yeah. far as I know. There's got to be an athletic commission somewhere that's going to fucking put their stamp on that and it'll be just fine. I've listened to enough Dylan Hale's uh, like podcast episodes to know, you know, you, you never run and uh, you never run uh, like somewhere that has a, a strong athletic commission. Yeah, because <laughs> you need those underage people to be able to show out. Man, that guy's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Market anarchy, baby. <laughs> I do again. I do love Dylan Hales. Um, oh, Dylan Hales is he's a joy. A visionary. It's, it's, 
it's 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 a lot of fun he uh, says a lot of things on the internet and we read it every one of them and you know there's some holes and just like any of us we all post too much dylan holes dylan holes <laughs> uh, anyway this is uh, so here's the thing so like the first uh, eight ten minutes of this are a sort of routine-ish joshi match until the your, your little baby uh your little baby rookies they fuck up and LCO take complete fucking control. That's when the pile driver for the table happens, and they just get, uh, they they just fucking completely obliterate the two. Uh, well, rookies. so I guess it's standard, I mean, but the work is like hard as fuck. Like, yeah, there's all right. So early on, before anybody gets fucking bloody, um, there's a moment where uh, maybe Shimoda grabs Akino. <clears throat> Just sort of like I don't know if she snapmares or what, but she's seated in front of her, and she surfboards her arms backwards, places her palms down on the mat, and steps on both of her palms behind her. So she's she's like arms back, palms just stuck to the ground with feet on top of them, and then she just does like a twelve to six elbow smash over the top of her head between the eyes. Um, she's so in general, Shimoda seems to be a real cocky bitch, like a total bully. Um, there's like satisfying moments Akino does like a lightning quick Custodora roll um drop kick you know combination yeah. sort of sequence um Shimoda gets rocked by a bunch of strikes by Hamada after like a quick tag like it's pretty satisfying to watch the bullies get their fucking due um and then there's like that there's a real <clears throat> wild um tornado DDT yes. that Akino does off of uh, Ayako's shoulders yeah. to um Shimoda I believe that's and the next like, thing I had written down was that assisted tornado that's really nice yeah, like what the fuck? That's that's some wild shit. That's yeah, like, like that Lucha is shit. Pr- that's proper rookie innovation. It's Grand Hamada's daughter, like doing shit, doing things. Um, Akina goes up top though. This is where it sort of turns for me. Before anybody gets busted open. Yeah. Akina goes up top and goes for a splash. Uh, but it's Kamita, I believe it is. It might be Shimoda. I think it's Mita. So all right. So look, you know, this person goes up for a splash. This is a transition moment. You put up the knees, right? Put yeah. up the knees, they hit the knees, they bounce off, then you go on offense. But in Lucia and in Joshi, um, you don't put up, you don't put up your knees. You just stick both your feet up in the air. So <laughs> Akino comes down for the splash, and Mita puts both her feet directly in the air, and Akino eats total shit. About gets about impaled. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't ever touch the ground either. She lands, her body folds onto either side of, of Mita's legs, and Mita just sort of like tosses her with her feet to the side. And it is beautiful. It is the fucking sickest thing. Um, it, I, oh, I loved it. Um, LCO does go like hardcore on the offensive here. They, some big dives. Um, there's like an assisted springboard flip that like Mita like launches uh, Shimoda up and over. Um, we get back into a split screen. This is where Hamada gets the chair broken over her head. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like on the other side, I'm, this is, this is where I'm having to like rewind because I see that uh, Hamada is starting to bleed like a lot. Um, but also I realize that they've just gone through a table on the other side of the split screen. So I have to rewind and see like a massive file driver, Akino just destroyed, destroyed by Shimoda, I believe it was, um, or no, no. All right. So Hamada gets busted open and then Shimoda drags Akino over while Mita pile drives Hamada through this table and it, yeah. it breaks beautifully. Just Japanese tables, when they do work, they work in the just the most comic book fashion where it just splits in half and falls and like 
stays at like 245 degree angle triangles, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> really good. And while this is happening, the split screen is still here, uh, even though they could probably be captured in one single frame. But in the split screen on the other side, you see that Shimoda is just holding Akino by the hair and laughing and making her watch her partner like bleed and get pal driven through this table. Yeah. So and then she and then Asia sort of like, yes. like wanders out and then she starts fucking shit talking Asia and wipes Akino's fucking blood on uh, Asia's shirt. On her How white... many times have you seen white shirt? <laughs> white sweatshirt how many times have you seen asia kong rendered helpless it's mean girl shit it's rachel mcadams shit like real bad real mean shit it's like you know heather's kind of shit happening on this fucking match um and then yeah hamada's blade job far more fucked up than i originally realized she looks like she's been shot um like there's a there's a moment where uh shimoda like is controlling her and then i think she tags out to Mita, and then on her way out shimoto looks at her hand like in disgust like she's like she's like disgusted how much blood there is yeah like i don't like you yeah it's, it's, to deal with your uh, it's her fault to deal with this shit your weird meth blood <laughs> it's look why, why am i so violent why is your blood so nasty <laughs> why, why are why you so to toxic touch you? yeah Ew. yeah it's good. It's good. Um, oh, I was thinking um, the why am I so violent staring at your hands thing. That started with Bob Backlund, right? When he, hmm. he, he is too violent towards Brett in 94. I guess. That's Backlund. That's what Gargano's doing. He's doing Bob Backlund. Anyways, that's a... That, sounds, that makes it sound good, though. I know, I know. It's, it's bad. It's real bad. Uh, so eventually, Akino and Hamada find an opening, deliver stereo German suplexes and stereo topes. Um, then Hamada pulls out what appears to be a pair of scissors. Yes, cool. in, <laughs> insane. So cool. Focused. Yeah, oh. neat. I like it. I like that. Um, and she seems to be stabbing Mita in the back of the head uh, with him, but uh, like Mita sort of treats it like it's a mosquito. <laughs> just yeah. doesn't give a shit shimoda breaks up the momentum and then hamada gets real fucked up in the next few minutes she like they like irish whipper at one point she just falls over uh she turns around into just kicks and chair shots from all sides um she does move out of the way of one chair shot which leads to an opening and she hits this gum and giri on mita that just fucking knocks her out really it happens like off screen almost like in the corner of the frame uh, but then akito can't maintain and gets put down hard like there are so similar to the 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 Sean and Marty um, attempted comebacks where they just get swarmed. This is like that, but like times five, where yeah. every little bit of offense that Akino and Hamada end up getting, they get fucking swarmed. And there is like it's some of the best like heel overwhelming uh, like tag team wrestling that I've seen ever. Um, and they're good. Like they hit some really cool like. Akino flips out of a DVD, like delivers like a fucking lightning fast Frankensteiner that she then transitioned into a leg lock, like real fast. And that's cool, right? But then from out of the frame, a fucking chair flies in the ring and just hits her in the face. Yes, that is, (laughs) I mean, that will happen later. Uh, Ayako Hamada gets uh, the insanely elaborate uh, Laiakita submission. Oh, like that's where that happens. Okay, yeah. Yeah, but I'm I think, complaining I think that the two. The, the Akino is Mita just slaps her. Okay, she slaps her face in the face. Is like get the fuck off. Yeah, it's fuck just off of your shit. Shit like that it's happening. Like, like, like that's like that. That's like that. Like, no, my response to this, like, like this beautiful 
transition is like that i'm just gonna fuck you up i'm just like no fuck you yeah this doesn't mean anything to me that hamada submission too yeah she's just like a like a crazy like flying body scissors and she turns it into a hold and it looks like it could seriously end the match but yeah that's where the chair flies in from out of frame and just yeah she does it okay. to Shibata and me to just like f up right. this just pegs her in the head of a chair yeah like every <laughs> little moment that's like oh here we go babyface comeback coming up and then it just gets squashed in just the saddest way possible and it's just like this so like it's like not low effort in the sense of like they don't like care to do the work um like in real life it's like they don't care because it's like they are above all this shit yeah Why, it's like i don't we don't it's like, no like they end up being the story of the match that they want it less yeah who wants this more and the answer is that also you don't really want this they just want to fucking humiliate these girls they want to sh- like show up this promotion they want to shove it in asia's face they've known asia the like half their lives at this point they don't give a fuck they just want to be like fuck you yeah You're, this isn't this ain't shit so there is a story there i guess uh Aja kong is like the the sort of uh, uh, mentor, I guess, for yes. Kamada and, and Akino? Yeah. Okay, so that makes sense. That makes sense. In the, in the pre-match um, video, there is some... There's, like, a street fight, like a street-closed street fight where Aja is facing LCO, and, um, yeah, I was wondering how much the story interweaved there. Makes sense. Um, I don't know. Akino's got some great fire in spots. Like, um, she does like a like a tumbleweed over Shimoda's head into a sunset flip that really had me, like a two point nine nine nine. Um Hamada goes nuts with headbutts and does does that crazy flying body scissors that then she gets hit in the head with the chair. Um and then yeah, we get what's the, the finish sort of here is um Hamada gets tiger suplexed off the top. Shimoda delivers like a flipping leg lariat from the top. <laughs> like, yeah. Just sloppy and mean and Hamada looks dead. Um, she gets an, there's another pinfall attempt on Hamato after a DVD big boot combination, um, which has like a really key, like Akino heroic save, knocking, uh, knocking Mita off of the top of her for the pin. Um, and then, yeah, the, the finishes, uh, I don't, I didn't love the finish, but it's a, it's a big move. It's definitely a big move to punctuate the match. Hamato hits a, like a huge ace crusher from the top and a real deep, like pull back onto the shoulders cover for the win. Um, but yeah, just... it's like a, the, I mean, the whole move, the whole match was like a horror movie and it's sort of like, like LCO are going to live to fight another day, no matter what happens whether they win or lose. It's just like, like they'll find other victims. They will never run out of victims. Sure. Like some, it's about these two surviving, like, despite the fact that they're like slipping in their own blood on the ring. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Akino like, gets they... bloody too at some point, not nearly as bad of a blood job. Uh, blood... But... Blade chop, but job. they're just—I mean—they're just wearing like this, like they're—they're they're all in white, classic, right, and, right. and they're just covered. It doesn't, and it's just like, yeah, this it's like survive. That, that's that's yeah. the only like surviving is winning, and they did—they do win the match, but it's just because LCO are just like, yeah, we we can we can fuck up anyone. We can go and we'll get another different payday to fuck up some other like. There is a real cockiness. Care. There's a real cockiness to, to especially especially Mima Shimoda who every she does all this horrifying shit to these girls and it never feels like she cares a single bit about it. She is doing it because she's just having a good time. Um and then but yeah, as far as like a heel on onslaught goes like you know the kind of shit that like the shield did or whatever like this is a match style that makes sense in basically any era of wrestling, but it really yeah. shines in this environment where they're allowed to go wild with blood and high spots 
and you consider like the different styles and directions that the big near falls in this match come from you've got your you know like, shit like the Hamada grabbing that crazy fucking body scissors into that like fucking Negro Navarro looking submission um, and I was like oh shit this might be it and then a chair just flies in from off the screen and hits her in the fucking nose to break it up <laughs> like yeah. it's a pretty interesting hybrid of a lot of different things and I um, every time we watch Joshi I'm just like oh man I, you know this is clearly one of my biggest blind spots um, but yeah, it's good. It's good. I, I, I like this a lot. Hell yeah. All right. All right. Hell all right. Yeah. Let's get, do you want to, do you want to, let's yeah. say it, let's say it. Oh let's yeah. It. Three, right. two, one. Main event. Main event time. This <laughs> close. From, yeah, it was good. Enough. Not bad. From, uh, NWA Anarchy, a uh, hostile environment, uh, July tw- uh, 22nd. Cornelia, Georgia. Cornelia, Georgia. The NWA uh, Anarchy Arena, uh, the, the church, the, you know, just, it's been there, just that old fucking school. I believe they say the, church there. I believe that's how Killer Mike pronounces it. The church. Yeah. Georgia's a hell of a place. We have Team Anarchy, comprised of. Ace Rockwell. You know Slim the guy's J. names. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Ace Rockwell. Ace Rockwell, Slim J, and the Urban Assault Squad, Nemesis and Shadow Jackson. Nemesis. I couldn't remember his name. Okay, Nemesis. Versus the Devil's Rejects. Dan the Dragon Wilson's Devil's Rejects. Uh, Azrael, Sean Tempers, Tank, and Iceberg. Right. And and we are in a War Games match. Yep. Dun, dun, dun. Southern Azrael, not the same Azrael who was in Special K, the, not the Jersey All-Pro Azrael. No, yeah, um, pudgy, fat, uh, pudgy white guy yeah. uh, Azrael, not uh, skinny Puerto Rican. Now, uh, this Azrael was the one who teamed with Gabriel. Yes. They were the Lost Boys? They were the Lost Boys, okay. yeah, Lost Boys rule. Gab- they- Gabriel, or Gabrielle, as Eric Gargiulo called him, on Best of the Best 2. Um yeah, I, I I've seen some of their stuff. They were in Wildside, right? What is all yeah. right? So tell me quickly, um, just condensed as possible. NWA Anarchy and NWA Wildside are they the same thing? Yes and no. Okay. To give the 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 worst possible answer, uh, <laughs> like Wildside had to close in June two thousand five for some goddamn reason. That, but they found financial backers. To to start up anarchy okay later that year so it is the same okay that's yeah it's the same that, it's the same right. frame it's it has different people and does it feels different from a lot of the wild side we've like we have seen a decent amount of wild side but sure. it's like that's like the aj styles era. that was a lot yeah. more traditional work rate version of of southern indie and this is a lot more uh people stabbing each other with meat cleavers and shit yes like this is a what do we have now like who's left who, who who's come up sort of thing and who's still here uh, fuck a tank and iceberg. Uh, that's yeah. all you need, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is great. Obviously, this is a this is a war games match that is very much a war games match. It has all of the trappings of the uh, heels have control, and the baby faces even it out, and the heels have control, the baby faces even it out. It's a tale as old as time, right? Um, but man, everybody in this is working their fucking asses off. It starts yeah. out with, and I, so I actually have written down, I don't know who all is in this besides I can assume iceberg tank, Sean tempers and murder one is the other guy I had written down. Um, but murder one is not in this match. He is not. <laughs> I don't Love know. Murder one. Yeah. I, I don't know. What I assumed also Iceman. Isn't that a, another black guy? From that, was Rain Man. that was Rain, Rain Man. Man. Corey Rain Chavis. Man. Corey Chavis. Okay. Corey Chavis comes in at the end. Uh, I didn't realize they were the same person. 
Ace Rockwell starts this out with Ezreal. Ace Rockwell has his has his arm in a hard cast. Um, and uh, was it uh, Greg Henderson? What's the guy's name? The uh, Greg Palmer. Uh, Greg Palmer. That's is that what? No, the the commentator guy. Yeah, that's Greg Palmer. Greg Palmer. Okay, I have something else written down for the entire what the thing. Fuck? Wait. Greg. Wait, Greg. I, I, what the fuck do you have? It's not Greg Henderson. No. It's John Johnson and a different. What the fuck is this? Fuck I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. Here we go. Here we go. Nope, I don't have it. It's written somewhere here. We'll get to it. Um, so the the commentator, the more loud, like Gordon Soli-ish sort of yelling, but southern and gentle, gentlemanly um, commentator, uh, says that they said uh, said eye for an eye, arm for an arm. So they've broken Ace Rockwell's arm. Um, he's in a hard cast. Him and Azriel go at it first. Azriel gets busted almost immediately. Yeah. Um, Ace like does like an elbow drop to the nuts. Like they're like immediately doing. And one of the coolest things about war games that and and I think no DQ matches in general should just have more people getting hit in the balls because like yes. if it's not against the rules, it's the great neutralizer, right? Do it all the time. It's, just, it's always effective. It always gets a pop, too, frankly. Fucking uh, Jimmy Jacobs versus BJ Whitmer, right? Doesn't he stab him in the balls with the fucking railroad spike? Isn't that the finish of that match? It might be. I forget, to be I, honest. Either that one or the Jimmy Jacobs-John Moxley match uh, from DG USA. One of those matches ends while the, the other one says I quit and uh, Jimmy Jacobs is stabbing him in the balls with a railroad spike. Like, pretty simple stuff, you know? It's like boil psychology down to its very core, and it's I don't want to get hit in the balls. Like, yes, it's. I mean, you know, some people might think that that's like simplistic. Those people are fucking marks. Yeah, well, and you know, those I, people I, want to see. I mean, how many times has Trump uh, hit Gargano in the balls? Not enough is your answer. Yeah, but here's the thing: is Gargano is like a CBT guy. Like he wants to get hit in the balls, right? Maybe. <laughs> I've had a lot of thoughts on Johnny Gargano and his design and his weird, uh, his pathology recently. Sure. Uh, sure. Yeah. We all have. How can't you, frankly? <laughs> it's so crazy that he, I, I said this in the, in the, in the group chat and I was saying it to, to worldwide because worldwide has like direct exposure to them and has worked with both of them. Just like she is adorable and seems extremely charming. Candice LeRae. Yeah. He seems like a fucking nightmare. Like, nerd incel guy to me like gargano seems like just the least charming person to like interact with on any level but especially on like a romantic level i cannot see it i do not think this man fucks i don't think he fucks out or no and that's okay and that's okay if they've got if she's like a secret dom and she's just like stepping on his throat with great hunter yeah greg hunter thank you there you go greg hunter greg hunter i thought you said (laughs) I was like, what? Gray I'm... Connor. Gray Connor. Uh, no, I think if uh, maybe that's the secret, right? Is that she gets the, the thumbtack uh, 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 kick pads and just rakes them on his balls. Maybe that's what they're into, you know? Maybe that makes it all make sense. But no. You know, he, I mean, you know, that's, you know, Tommy Dreamer. Yeah. Came in, did, you know, did, did something for Gabe. He did something for Johnny, too. He showed him the real way. Have we talked much about? I guess that was more me and Sam on uh, on We Don't Know Evolve, but well, we haven't talked a lot. We haven't done a Dreamer match yet, so we haven't talked about the 
how he loves getting hit in the nuts. And it's it's inarguable. Yeah, the man loves it. Yeah, <laughs> I, you watch you watch any match of his where he can get hit in the balls, and he'll get hit in the balls. That's his shit for real. Yeah, he loves it. Um, yeah. it's really funny too. Like, <laughs> extremely, he is a he's a pathological individual. Well, that's the thing about the 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 uh, the sadist people or the uh, you know uh, masochistic people that they they just like uh, they they recognize many of them are like very serious about what they do but they also recognize the like the hilarity and the absurdity of it and that's what makes them more powerful than anybody who just has regular p in the v sex you know yeah <laughs> that's why those people will rule us one day um no and yeah. frankly how and ultimately they have been all this time yes that's true like, that's like true. a prince andrew yes God behind, knows what he's into yeah pulling the strings for real um all right so the sleeper cell sean tempers <laughs> What is that name? I think uh, it was because he turned on uh, on NWA Anarchy to join the Devil's Rejects, but okay, like, that okay. does not mean make it a good nickname for years on end. Yeah, what was the uh, Damian Lewis and Homeland? Uh, yeah, God, what a <laughs> what a show! That show's still going, I think. I don't. It might fucking be. I know was, that there was that show Sleeper Cell. Oh yeah, yeah. Also a Showtime also show. Even fought a year. Same same network. Um, yeah, so. The commentators begin talking about the, per- the parallels of Ace Rockwell and Brian Pillman beginning the match with an arm injury. Um, Brian Pillman being like 1991 War Games in WCW. Uh, Wrestle War 91, of course. Um, they also provide like a ton of history on, on War Games matches that have happened here in this, in this company. Uh, I think they mentioned 04 and 05, um, which is really cool. Like You love to see some... You know, like Matt Wadsworth or, or, you know, Gargiulo or whatever, like going deep on the history of the company they're representing. You love to hear that. You do. It fucking make, bigs us up, makes it feel real. Yeah. It's also something that WWE does not fucking do enough of. So it makes it, it gives it that extra like feel of, oh, this is like, this is the real shit. Yeah. This is what, this is what it's supposed to be about, man. Sure. Uh, uh, case in uh, point for, you know, I mean, for AEW, I don't know if they do this there, but Excalibur, very good at like, at least in PWG, saying this person wrestled this person. They went 28 minutes and, you know, the, the move that beat him was the fucking flipping pile driver and took him two to do it or whatever like that's i it's it's all empty and whatever but it's it's good it's good in the moment to hear those things and to have a history uh you know in commentary and building off of that because anybody can just tune in and have never watched something and i i, I don't i never watched fuck i don't know 2006 fucking nwa anarchy i don't know a goddamn thing about it except for the tank and iceberg are here and they're gonna stab yeah. somebody um but i feel like i've like sort of knew a bit of history here. I got a pretty good sense of Ace Rockwell's arm was broken by the fucking Devil's Rejects. Uh, he said an eye for an eye, an arm for an arm, and then he cut fucking Azrael open. Like, I get it. Like, it all made sense just within its own context because they told me what the context was. Like, that's really good. Really fucking good. Um, anyways. <laughs> yes, Exactly. Uh, tempers and Azrael double gorilla press Ace Rockwell headfirst into the cage. Um, he blades at some point here. He's cut. Uh, tempers has awesome stomps, just really unpleasant shit. Uh, and then to even things up, the baby faces bring in Slim, Slim. motherfucking J. Okay. Yard call. Yard call in the same building as that's right called, of course that's right uh he climbs the cage instead of going through the door because of course he has this huge like cross body into sort of reverse ddt off the top of the cage <laughs> like he like catches him almost like in a sling blade sort of thing on the way down just 
it, it also gets covered in blood as he's just smothering these guys with offense. You can't. And they even mention like we don't know if Slim Jay's been busted open or if it's just everybody else's blood all over him. <laughs> it's good. And Slim Jay wrestling with an eye bandaged. Right. Which is insane. Right. They took his eye out. An eye for an eye. An arm for an arm. For an arm. Yeah. It's really uh, cool. It's really good. Really good shit. Uh, next just, in, I guess, is Tank. Tank. Yeah. Who? The legend. Uh, unfair. His. You know, unfairly recognized uh, by his late career when he was uh, fucking going to retire. Like, like, yeah. Like, of course, this dude who's going to retire is old. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Like, I don't know. Actually, good. Some of that stuff, like that Matt Riddle match, is really cool. Like, that's it's cool. a yeah. weird fucking cool match. Um, Him versus Tremont is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was even that was post retirement, right? No, no, that was in that the was the tour. yeah the month before. Okay, uh, there was a match him and uh, Kyle Matthews that was really good. Also in that in that couple months leading up to the SCI retirement, um, Kyle Matthews is that the right guy? The Nightmare? Yeah. Okay, I, I always forget that guy's name. Uh, I always mix it. I always say like mix him up with other Kyles uh, or other Matthews. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so Tank comes in with a baseball bat that may or may not have thumbtacks glued to it. Find out later that it definitely did. Commentator mentions Slim J is covered in blood. There's no way of knowing if it's coming from him or anybody else. They mention his eye is covered up, which I hadn't actually seen. I didn't notice that the eye was injured until they told me. And then I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Um, Rockwell gets T-gimmicked into the cage. And this is where I like... So, Devil's Rejects, whatever. Um, but this is where like I, I really like recognized... Oh, Tank just looks like Sid Haig. Yes. Like, he fully looks like Sid Haig from, from the House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects. Um, I, I guess it's a given that, that that is what this gimmick is. But I hadn't, like, I don't know. It didn't click for me that they were just doing that gimmick. I mean, they're doing that, but it's, like, just, like, there's all, like, there's millions and millions of goth gimmicks. Just look at AEW right now in 2020. Sure, sure. Um, but, like, like, this is fucking, this, like, he's just, like, these are some scummy looking fuckers like yeah. they're all like overweight they just look like they just look like they don't give a shit they would absolutely like do some bad fucking things they would absolutely <laughs> like sacrifice some uh, virgins that's yeah. cool no no they they do they fit the i mean they and look look rob zombie's fucking three from hell trio like that is not something to be taken lightly those are like some of the fucking most evil sadistic characters ever to be committed to film like regardless of whether they are like some watered down modern like postmodern version of a grindhouse psychopath family yeah. they are like really scary like <laughs> if you yeah. I, don't, I i haven't seen three from hell yet but i, I you know the, the 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 first two movies that is a trio of characters and they're you know the the others that are sort of offshoot from them that are like really disturbing and i think like they tank and 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 fucking sean tempers come in and they start stabbing people with meat cleavers like i think they got yeah there's just like the the implement of like ice iceberg and his famous implement of destruction if you watched uh wild side which is just a fucking potato peeler which oh you don't god think a lot about and uh, yeah unless if you've, no, no, no. If you've dealt with a potato peeler like that might not. If you haven't dealt with potato peeler, that might not seem like a big deal. If you oh, have, no. no, no, potato peeler, potato peeler, and uh, potato peeler is up there with like pizza cutter and cheese grater as some of the items that we keep in a drawer that is too high for my son to reach. Like, yes, it's, it's a fucking, fucking razor blade that is sort of kind of covered up. But yeah, oh god, I didn't know he used a potato peeler. <laughs> yes, it's fucking insane. It's great. Uh, 
like, like these are some scary motherfuckers. And you know what? Let's let's big up color coordination. Devils yeah, sure. all in black and red. Uh, camo for anarchy, the anarchy. all white and camo. And Let's like uh, like uh, like urban camo, like white, gray, and black camo. Like a good look, good look. Yeah, um, yeah. So tank. All right. So Azrael begins stabbing Slim J with a meat cleaver. At this point, the fucking eye. Um, yeah, and it looks horrifying, but mostly because Azrael is bleeding so much that it's dripping all over Slim J. So it looks like like so there's just blood like sort of appearing like on different parts of Slim J's body, and you don't know if it's coming from him or from Azrael. It's some real horror movie shit. It's really good. Um, next up is Nemesis, who I know nothing about. I have written down he appears to be a black man. <laughs> Because I wasn't sure. I didn't know. Uh, commentator says one of my favorite, like, token, you know, just textbook lines. Uh, no one would ever accuse Nemesis of being a great wrestler, but he is a great fighter. Um, and he does seem to throw some really good fucking punches. Yeah. Um, Ace Rockwell is awesome here. He becomes, he has, like, a big House of Fire moment as he stomps a shithole in, in Sean Tempers. Um, and then... Throwing great punches. Everybody... Yeah. Who, who doesn't throw good punches in this match? Yeah, who, who taught these guys how to throw punches? Like, who is training these guys? Because it is... It is like a, a... Just every one of these guys probably, you know, has a million fucking handheld cell phone matches on YouTube that are like eight minutes long that just have better punches than anyone anywhere else in the world. Like, just truly fucking... Um, like... I don't know. All right, so throwing a fucking worked punch is whatever. We talk about it all the time. This is a fucking, you know, fucking scratch out your bingo card or whatever for great punches. Wrestling is punches, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, wrestling, but wrestling is punches. And it is like, punches. you pull it down, and, and what, how many times have we talked about punches on this show so far? Maybe just in, just in the context of Marty and Sean, but still, like, it is, it is a very important thing. And to see these, like, skinny, like, like methed out indie guys that you would expect to just, like, you know, have creative offense. Like, Ace Rockwell looks like a guy who doesn't have good punches. He looks like a guy who is, like, has, like, 12 different variations of a backbreaker. That's what he looks <laughs> like to me. But yeah. uh, Slim J looks like he would just, like, be really good at doing Ranas. But they have incredible punches. Um, and then, of course, the great equalizer for the uh, the, the punch is when Tank uh, grabs a railroad spike and just stabs Rockwell in the head with it. Um, yeah, Slim J goes nuts with drop kicks. Um, Rockwell eventually finds himself in position of Tank's bat, which I, at this point, could now confirm. Has thumbtacks all over it as he hits fucking, he wallops Tank with it like four times. Tacks flying all over the place. Um, and then Iceberg is next. Right? Um, yes. And I have written down um, that he was digging into the ring for his own implement of inconvenience, which is what I wrote down. But uh, I didn't even know he had a potato peeler, and he didn't even use it in this. He just pulls out a table, which, like, don't put it in the ring. There's no room. There's already, like, eight guys in there. Um, at some point in here, Nemesis does, like, a springboard tack bat shot, which looks dumb, and there's no purpose to it, but it's great. Yeah, it kicks fucking ass. Just like, well, like you're just in a cage with uh, like six other guys at this point. Just, he, just fuck it. Who he doesn't do it out into the ring. He goes like he he steps with one foot up on the middle, launches himself upward, and then just swings downward to a guy who's right next to him with the with the tack bat. Just like extra oomph, you know. Um, it's this is a great example of a single ring war games because most war games matches that take place in a single ring are a bit of a mess. Yes. And I guess if they did five on five, it probably wouldn't have worked. But four on four in a caged ring, 
it shouldn't work as well as this does. We've seen plenty of cage death matches. We've seen plenty of fucking indie war games matches that did not work this well. Um, and man, iceberg, iceberg, the 600 pound iceberg. Yes. <laughs> Which, how gimmicked is that? How much do you think iceberg actually weighs? I feel like he's a four, he's 400. Yeah. So I can I, buy 400. I always, I mean, he's like the fast, one of the fastest wrestlers I've ever seen, where I've oh, never he's seen like his massive. skin. You know what I mean? Like it's I've disgusting. seen Ryota or Yokozuna's skin. Sure. I've never seen Iceberg without shirt. Oh yeah. Oh, I've seen God. him more I've seen him wearing two layers more than often than I've seen him wearing <laughs> like even one layer. Think about how much of Hama we've seen. You know? Like think about how much Ryota Hama we have seen. We've seen like almost all the way up to his fucking hole. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's way too much. That is a that is a um brave young man. Um, is he, he's still working big Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Hom is, Hom is the fucking man. Um, no iceberg. He power bombs slim Jane into the cage. The heels have like a commanding lead here. Shadow Jackson makes his way in as the fourth man. The other half of the urban assault squad. Is that yes. right? Uh, and the match beyond has finally begun, uh, which they straight up just say it. They just straight up do the fucking Gary, Michael Capetta, the match beyond like it's you know, their yeah, their influences are worn directly on the sleeve. Um, so yeah, I think Ice or uh, uh, Shadow Jackson appears to have brought a noose with him. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they uh, had a, a couple of uh, Hangman's matches. You know, and the match with by Bucky putting your opponent. I don't even I haven't seen them unfortunately, but I know that these happen with the hate junkies, Danny only and Strict Nine. Oh yeah, Strict Nine. Of <laughs> who course. are some yeah, who are some raw motherfuckers. So I imagine those are good matches. I feel like uh, hangings are happening. Well, <laughs> oh boy, I feel like hangings are still happening in Georgia. Uh, but no, seriously, yeah. um, in Anarchy, the uh, the 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 angle that leads directly to the yard call, which is it's uh is Corey Hollis, right? Yes. So Corey Hollis hangs Slim J over the top. There's a dog collar match, but he like he hangs him over the top, and I believe it leads to like a no contest. So they that's well worn territory for Cornelia. They there's a lot of history of uh, of lynching there, I would assume, and they definitely play on it. Um, but it's extremely exciting because you see Shadow Jackson, a black man, uh, wrap a noose around Sean Temper's neck, Irish whip him, and just yank his ass down. <laughs> Yeah, and when he comes in, he does that. Uh, he does the power. He runs in and does the power. He Insane. takes the run and then he does the power slam to Tank and then it, rips no, his shirt. No, he does a power slam to Iceberg. That's right. He does it I'm to like, the bigger one. Can he do one. it to the 600-pound man? And, of course, he does. And then he rips his shirt off. The crowd goes fucking nuts. Baby fire, Babyface house of fire. Roof is being blown off the building in Cornelia. Um, like, Slim J at some point delivers an obscene just quick kick to Azrael's head like just shin first camera pans over to show that fucking sean tempers is being strangled with the noose um it's this is a great baby face run before we get the we have a couple more momentum shifts here like it's this is just the pure fucking um war games momentum shift like template like they yes. just they hit it perfect. The baby face, the fourth baby face comes in, or the final baby face comes in. They have their big, uh, big house of fire shit, and then you get the heel control. Then you get the big comeback, and then you get the finish with the baby faces coming out on top. Which is, you know, there's there's one way to work a war games match. It's kind of the w- limitation of war games is there's only one good way to do it. Um, so you just have to do it well, basically. Yeah, <laughs> just make it look fucking violent. It, it, 
it's just it's 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 it, it, war games is it's like an opera or some shit like you know how fuck carmen goes don't fucking it's fucking yeah. carmen that's why you only it's go to the opera once games. a year don't you only go off. once a year for sure for sure um yeah it, the heel control segment here uh slows things down a little bit you know um it's one of the things about war games also is that it's impossible while you're watching it to conceive of a logical conclusion to like one of these matches because for yes. all, all they go through, it seems like this war could go on for fucking days. You know, it's no like uh, they drop the fucking bomb on Hiroshima and they're like, oh, whatever. And then they drop a second bomb and they're like, oh, okay, all right. And then the Soviets invade whatever that weird territory was. And they're like, all right, now we'll do it. Like we need like a swift ending. Cause it's up to one guy to just say, ah, fucking I'm done. Um, and we, when we get there, it's sick as shit, but, like, the stuff that leads up to it is also fucking crazy. Iceberg lays attack bat across the throat of Slim Jay, hits his 600-pound fat-ass leg drop. Um, Tank's got the table, sets it up, goes up to the top. Um, he's, like, gonna go for a superplex, I guess? I think he's gonna go... I think he's going to try and back body drop or spine buster. Okay. Um nemesis nemesis yeah uh but then shadow jackson goes up the urban assault squad come back and they deliver a double russian leg sweep off the top through the table on a 400 pound man okay so all right so you think about it like russian leg sweep off the top is basically the laziest thing you can do right it's two guys taking a back bump it's pretty simple right um but there's it's first of all this time it's three guys yes (laughs) and there's a table there when they land this table is fucking obliterated because Shadow Jackson and Nemesis are both good 240, you know, 240, 250, like big dudes. Just obliterates this fucking table. And three guys taking a back bump at once. You see the rest of the guys in the ring, like, shift up and down. Because the fucking entire building is shaking when they all three hit. Yeah. Speaking of off the everyone in the ring fucking, like, sh- like fucking flying in the yeah. cage. like They shaking. top it. They top it. So good. So, uh, so th- I will say, like the setup to this kind of silly boo gives a shit. Like, I- Iceberg goes up to taunt the uh, owner of NWA Anarchy because this is, is for- that all right? So the the, the commentary that- was very strange for this whole segment, but yeah, I didn't understand it, why he was up there. It's it is to just set up the move, but it's like that's sort of why, like, because they have, but and so Slim J and Ace Rockwell run up and they catch his ass and they superplex him off the top and that's so and they, they sh- go back to the hard cam. And every fucking thing in the building shakes. It's yeah. a, it, it registers on the fucking Richter scale. It's so it's so good. The crowd is like losing their fucking mind. Uh, like I don't know. You find you find a six hundred man standing on top of the top rope, and it's just like, all right, well, what are we gonna do? <laughs> and these two guys, they go. It's Rockwell and Slim J. It's the two smallest guys in the match yes. delivering a top rope double superplex to a six hundred pound man. Easily the biggest bump of his life. Right? There's no way he ever took another superplex. Like, all right, maybe he's a freak, but probably not. <laughs> um, and then Greg Hunter on the commentary says, if I die tomorrow, I will have seen it all. No. Uh, it's <laughs> such good shit. Proclaims the only man left standing in the ring is the cameraman, which is true. That fucking cameraman just hanging out in there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the crowd is like chanting anarchy. They're chanting, this is awesome, which feels like a pretty early. This is awesome chant, which, you know, say what you will about this is awesome as a chant. This is pretty fucking awesome. What's happening yeah. here? <laughs> um, and then, but then it sort of becomes this like more like random collection of screams as Slim J holds up the meat cleaver like fucking Tucker and Dale versus Evil or whatever the fuck the movie's called. Begins slicing Azriel's head just like back and forth, long slices. 
Refs are checking. See if he'll give it up. Ezreal's not doing shit. And then Ace Rockwell finds a hammer? Or Sean Sean Tempers finds a hammer. Dan Wilson slips Sean Tempers a hammer. Okay. And I believe this is supposed to be the same hammer that broke Ace Rockwell's arm. Of course it is. Of course. That's, That's how great. it goes. Yeah, it's this is very storytelling. Very fucking storytelling, but, but that's good. good but actually, but good, yes, but a good version of it, yes. And Sean Tempers get and he's running at him, and it gets like fucking the ham or like caught in the in like the cage, and his so his momentum. Slowed. Yeah, yeah, he gets it caught in the cage. It's fucking hilarious. It's like fucking uh, swinging a knife, and it gets stuck in the fucking sheetrock. Yeah, <laughs> so good. And yeah, uh, Rockwell. The, the, these aren't the guys who started the match, but I guess Rock uh, or, uh, Tempers was the guy probably who broke Rockwell's arm, right? Yeah, he turned on him. They were a team for forever. Pomp right. and circumstance. Right, right. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, and Rockwell um, gets behind him and fish hooks him with the claw of the hammer, sticks the claw in, his fu- in the fucking <laughs> cheek, the inside of the cheek, in the teeth, and just yanks. And you see, you see Tempers finally tap. Insane. Insane finish. That was when I finally, like that, between that and the big superplex, I was like, oh yeah, I've seen this. Like, I, I, certain things started to click. I haven't seen this in a long time. But I was like, oh man, fuck. Like, that is, that is probably the best War Games finish ever. Like, yeah. Like, what, what the fuck else? Like, there, I don't know if this is the best War Games. I think this is the most brutal war games. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, 92. We we've talked about it on the show. 92 is unmatchable for me. It's my favorite as, match of as, all time. But yes, I don't think it's better than 92. But 92 does not, like does not have a great great finish. It has a good enough. Finish. It's, it's got a logical finish that makes sense in the context. But it's yes. not a hammer in the mouth. It's not a hammer in the mouth. That doesn't happen. This is the kind of shit that just doesn't happen. <laughs> like and even then, gimmicking this. Even if I mean, I guess if it was like a rubber hammer, maybe. But if they were using a real hammer, stick that fucking hammer in your mouth and have it between your teeth. Like I got fucking uncomfortable watching. It's this. fucking horrifying. It's, it's so, great. It's so bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey I've, guys, have you seen Old Boy? Yeah, like, yeah, fucking totally. Yeah. What's the cool site? Oh hell yeah. Yeah, they're gonna um, <laughs> they do that angle with the 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 guy and his daughter and anarchy. How about that? And then fucking, <laughs> so we get uh, the, the finish, your aftermath sort of finishes the, uh, the fucking, so the owner of NW Anarchy gets five minutes in the cage with Dan Wilson, which is whatever, who cares? Yeah, out of context, I don't really have. He sends everyone back, yeah. and then the Devil's Rejects just fucking attack him <laughs> and, and, and stomp his ass out, and Iceberg stabs him with the potato peeler and, uh, and uh, splashes him off the second rope, and, and everybody's throwing shit in the ring and the yeah. entire locker room. Well, the staff is out. like trying to disassemble the cage, disassemble the cage. People are climbing up, and and I think at some point uh, one of the commentators says they've got a sword. I think they were stabbing him with the sword. I'm not sure. <laughs> They're stabbing him with a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. They do like a they do this full stretcher job of this guy. So that's the thing, right? We don't care about this guy. We we weren't watching week to week. Um, it's your typical, like, oh, he gets five minutes alone in the cage with the manager and you know, what's going to happen. But, and then obviously the heels fucking swarm him and the baby face gets fucked up because you got to keep the story rolling. You know, even the biggest show of the year, you got to set up for the next one. That's how it works. Jerry Palmer is the guy's name. Yes. The, the baby face. He's the owner. Yeah. He's the owner of NWA Anarchy. Um, and <clears throat> so they just stab him with spikes and cleavers and fucking uh, apparently a potato peeler and a sword too, if the commentary is to be believed. <laughs> they finally get him out of there. They do this like full stretcher job, and it is long. 
It is like slow and feels as genuine as any stretcher job you've ever seen. Like they do the full like immobilize the head and neck. They strap his ass to the board. They like carefully carry him out of the ring onto the gurney. You see them wheel the fucking gurney all the way out of the building into an ambulance. And if that wasn't enough, then you just basically have a full length ambulance ride. <laughs> Where they're like giving him oxygen and checking his blood pressure. Just like a crazy thorough and like immersive injury angle. Really impressive. I didn't give a shit about any of these people at the end there. I didn't care about this angle. But I don't know. I watched the whole thing. I watched them. Violent. That's all I care about. <laughs> I watched him say that he felt like he had blood in his lungs and to check his thumb because he thinks they cut his thumb off. Like, it's, it's good. It's real good and sick. And all of it's really maniacal and scary. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's great. It's great. I love, uh, I love Cornelia, Georgia. Hell of a damn place. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, War Games 06. That's a match we've been talking about doing since the very first inception of the show. Um, so we got out of the way. This was your uh, part two of your personal, personal canon. canon. Yeah. Yes. Which, I mean, obviously we've done a lot of matches that would fit into ours either way. Um, next year I'll try to do one for myself that's just shit that we would never do that is just in my brain and in my fucking, in my taste. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, this is this is uh, always a fun thing to do. It's sort of a, a, a mishmash. Um Next up, we do have... I think we're going to do part one of the complete retrospective of the WWF Hardcore title. Is that what you want to do? I, I'm good with that. Yeah. I feel like that. that's... We've talked about that for ages now, too. So, yeah. you got to do it. We gotta, we're going to do King of the Death Matches 95, 25th Anniversary 2, um, on May 5th. We'll try to get that out on the, on the day of. Um, God, my voice has gone so bad. I'm fucking, uh, I haven't talked into a microphone for this long in a while. Um, but yeah, that, and we're going to try to, I don't know, we're going to look into some guests for, for that hardcore thing. I sent you, I sent you that DVD set that they released and it doesn't seem comprehensive, but it seems pretty well, close you know, to it. You know, I can do and have been doing mm. cagematch.de. Oh, that's a good website. Strega. That's a good yeah. website. You got the match guide on there. I got the match guide on there. You, <laughs> you know, I like something. It, is when they do like when somebody will like leave like a one st- like a one out of ten review for Vince McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> that's my shit. That's, I love that. Um, so yeah, that's coming down the pike, and we're gonna try to do more episodes. Um, I don't know. It's we what what I said the goal was to get like thirty out this year. We're gonna lo- we're gonna lower that to twenty five. See if we get twenty five out this year, it's been good. The pace we've always strived for is one every other week. Yeah. So. So we just fucking pull that off. We got to hit every, we got to do a month of, we got to do a couple months where you do one every week. So (laughs) I don't know. Well, God fucking knows uh, exactly what this will be. Lord knows. uh, Coronavirus. Lord knows. And no goddamn sports. What else we could fucking do? Yeah. Uh, Did you see uh, Alan Forel getting mad about the WWE? Like, it's like, oh, it's like, why? It's evil that they're still running. And it's like, dude, they they have a TV contract. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't see that. My God. I will say, when I went to, like, download an episode of Between the Sheets, the most recent one has him on it. And I skipped it because I can't I can't listen to his voice. I can't listen to his fucking voice. This. I, yeah. I've told you the story of me when I had the uh, laryngitis and I couldn't talk, blowing my throat out, listening to him <laughs> call the final of that, uh, the 20... 20- World Tag League. Yeah. yeah and, and Walter does a sick kick and he's like, that, that single leg drop kick. I'm like, God, I've never... What would he even call something like that? And it's 
it has a name. And you, you can't... you've seen Ro- you've seen like a thousand Roderick Strong matches out, and yeah. you know what that's name is, buddy. You piece of shit. I'm well, so that's glad- the thing. Is he's got a- I'm so glad he does that for free and that he actually loses money every time he does it because he has to fly oh, himself yeah. and, and buy his own ticket, buy his wife and all of his idiot friends. And that's I feel cool. like that's, that's like a good. weird thing that we don't that never gets talked about. But remember that Alan Cunahan does buy his own plane ticket to Oberhausen every time he goes to fucking do live commentary on a on a, w- a WXW show. Also, um, the WXW is um, essentially owned by WWE now. Yeah. So you are you are complicit, dude. You are part of it. So whatever. Um, so shouts out to him. Um, shouts out. Yeah. Uh, you know, a powerful poster for many years on PWO. Uh, somehow parlayed that into, uh, I say somehow, it's because you paid your, for your own flight. Um, you know, who among us couldn't just do that? Um, but yeah, um, the, uh, the plan is to do, we'll say 25 this year. Yeah. So we got four in the can. Well, not in the can. We got four. We got one in the can, three online. And uh, let's we'll we'll talk about fucking Al Snow versus Mankind next time or something. I don't even know if that that was the match, but I want to talk about Al Snow. You got me in an Al Snow sort of mood talking about Al him Snow. and Marty. Um, so yeah, that's cool. Um, Hell yeah! Don't go outside. Okay. Uh, wash. I'm, your, I'm I'm avoiding it at all fucking costs. Wash your hands if you if you have to. Um, I've been wearing a bandana over my face every time I've left for the last couple weeks. I've been trying to uh, make like an old scarf of my grandmother's work. I can't fucking, I don't know how to fucking tie it back around my uh, head though. Mm. It's great. I got a big old head. So tying a, tying a bandana around the back is tough, but I get to look like homicide. So that's cool. Um, yeah. I get to live that uh, little uh, cholo uh, life that I always wanted to. So, um, so that's cool. And um, that goes for everybody. If you're listening, uh, why why wash your wash your damn hands <laughs> but seriously be safe um and uh don't go out there unless you absolutely have to i gotta go to work tomorrow i don't want to do it i don't want to do it but apparently i got the antibodies or i don't and what i experienced wasn't even fucking coronavirus so who fucking or, knows or it doesn't matter because you can just get it again that's right but i'm gonna run out of sick pay because it's a limited fucking number of days that i get and i have like two left Ah, uh, it's so fucking stupid. Give more, Caterpillar. The world is bad. Death to America. 